Welcome back to the King Belly Podcast, where every opinion is welcome and every voice can be heard. Today's guest is a childhood friend of mine, Christian. He stopped by. He's um, a recent Howard graduate, a recent graduate of Howard University. Shout out to the class of 2019, not just at Howard, but at every other school across the nation, across the world. And and now that we own it, actually, now that, that, that just came to mind, um, I, I don't know if you guys realize this is specifically for the class 2019 for all those people who graduated with their masters their bachelors whatever it is i don't know if you guys realize but there's a there's a very big diversity and inclusion push going on across the board in almost every sector and i don't know if it's because i live in new york new york city that is i don't know if it's because i live in new york city i don't know if this is something that's only happening in new york city Actually, no, it's not. It's actually it's it's based on companies, so it's not. This is a nationwide thing, which means yeah, there's a there's a there's a diversity and inclusion push across the board. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because in the midst of the celebration, the postgraduate celebration, enjoy the moment, love it, worked hard for that degree that you obtained, but don't let this opportunity pass you by. Use this to your advantage. Cause it's right there for the taking This window ain't gonna be open forever And you don't wanna be on the other side of the window once it's closed But Shout out to the class 2019 But yeah Christian and I discussed a lot From the music industry The current state of the music industry And how he wants to change and impact it And how he feels like Through his work with the the Players Club music label They can change the way That artists are managed And change the way that the product and music itself is, is managed and handled by record executives and um he also shares his experience working in the u.s chamber as an intern and how that shifted the way that he sees race relations in these countries and what it and how much of a privilege it is to be black and to see that side to be able to now spread the word and tell others that listen it's possible for you to obtain whatever you put your mind to. It's possible to be around people who you may not necessarily agree with or people who you think don't like you. It's possible to coexist with those people. So he shares those experiences, among many other things. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Spread the word about the podcast. And I appreciate you listening. It's a combo. For 30 days, bro. That's crazy. I had to do that for class. A tweet sheet for 30 days would take me, like, literally, it could take me a day to make that. Because you have to think of every tweet for every day for 30 days. It's crazy because there's times where, like, for example, talking with the same PR shit, social media editor yeah. shit, there's times where, like, where you have to, um for a job interview, they'll ask you to... um to like come up with with copy for their like for their yeah. website for their Twitter for their Instagram and I'm like that's when I realized and like I was saying earlier that's when I realized as far as me doing the podcast shit well and having to run my Instagram I'm like yo this Instagram shit is way more work than niggas give it credit for nah. bro social media in itself is like because it's so new like so that was really my major like so PR my major so mm-hmm. I was thinking I have an old lady who teaches me I'm like bro how are you gonna teach me about, about social, social media, media like right? I know how to use <laughs> social media but it's just like certain things like we be thinking like for me. When I be posting, I don't want to put like a whole bunch of hashtags, like right. What I look like, 30, yeah, with thirty hashtags, but it's like certain hashtags is really what will get you. I had to do a marketing plan, a social media plan for um, Six Flags last semester. They mm-hmm. they were expanded from six. It's like uh, Winter Wonderland, so they were opening up in the winter still, right? Like to have winter attractions. So I'm just like, 
That's walk. Like, how am I about to, like, I'm not getting on King the Con in the snow, <laughs> I'm right? I'm thinking about, yo, like, my head, like, I'm about to yo, get on King the Con in the snow. But it's just, like, in the cold, nigga. Like, but what? I had to use the whole, like, semester to make up plans as to why it would work. And I'm, like, talking about, like, make tweet uh, tweet sheets, uh, different type of banner posts. I'm just, like, bro. And there's someone doing all of this, like, one person doing this. I'm, like. Bro, it's somebody's job now. Yes. This whole, so, like, everybody right now is running, is, like, is their own PR person with the social media. Exactly. And that's why, like, all right, uh, so more, like, directed social media, what I really want to do, Karen Civil. She mm. do PR for, like, all the big, all the, the big-time artists and, and, yeah. and names in the industry. Exactly. And then when you think about that, that's dope because that's really, like, uh, you get an artist, like, she did PR for, like, Nipsey. Like, yeah, she was doing PR for Nipsey, yeah. for um, Pusha. For Fab. Like, for, for Fab. Anyone you trying to think of else. Nah, Loki, anyone who's anything. I think Wale, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. you had to. Mad people. You had to run through Karen Civil, like, right. at least a little bit before you got to where you were at. Or even when you was at where you at. You wanted. She, she was the one booking, like, I know, for example, she was the one that booked um, Pusha to get to be on the Joe Budden pod. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's the one that's getting uh, getting all these old exactly, artists. Exactly. Right. You got to think about Beyond just like knowing what you're doing as far as PR, you gotta have connections. And people gotta like you though. It, you gotta be wild person. <laughs> people gotta be yeah, you gotta exactly. Be wild you can't be like you can't be an asshole. Like a lot of people be trying to be like do to get into the media industry and just like be PR people and, and then not personal. Yeah, like, <laughs> like people you can't just don't be, fuck with you. You, like, you gotta be like you gotta be you gotta be lit one and then, two. <laughs> you gotta like you gotta when you talking to people, you gotta be like I. You gotta cool. be able to understand them. You gotta be related to them. Cause yeah. at the end of the day, as, to a certain extent, that that job turns into like you managing them. Yeah, like not just their career, though, like managing their life. Like, yeah, for real, it's because PR like is like for me the real reason I went to PR was um, I think of it like this, like crisis crisis management. That's what PR. That's when you really see PRs come to work. So like, dang, when Advil or Leave, I don't even remember which one it was. Um, Tylenol, one of them. The reason that there's that safety thing on like all pills now mm-hmm. is because someone has put I forgot dang I should know it's a lever avo they put like a pill that could kill you in one of those Tylenol things someone took it where yeah um and someone died so it was some accident it was accident no nah, like no nah, like someone like went into a store like threw a pill in it Oh, I yeah, see what you're saying on some malicious shit. Yeah, exactly. And someone damn, it's a crazy bought, world. Bought, yeah, it's an evil world we live for real. So someone bought it. So basically, like whoever the company was looking, they looking like yo, like what you about to do? Like your your product just killed everyone. Just killed somebody. So yeah, right. just killed someone. What you about to do? And the PR team was like, look, we taking everything off the shelves. Like you know how much money you about to lose? We taking everything off the shelves. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Everything dollars. off the shelves. We apologizing full fledged, and we about to put this new thing over. Our um, what do you call it? Our, our um, our product, mm-hmm. and now, anytime you open it, if this seal is like it's gone, it's, it's gone. You do not use it's it. Not no, it don't it. matter what. Don't use it because we have not sanctioned this now. I'm like, dang. Whoever thought of that is brilliant. Because I'm gonna be sick. I'm gonna be like, dang, y'all. <laughs> it's beat up, yo. <laughs> give them their bread. We done. Like, get get, get your nah, stuff. Nah, we done. Nah, don't fight shit. Anytime there's a crisis, that's when you really learn about yourself. Like that's that's where you really Everything, get to finish it. Like uh, Dunkin' Donuts. The you know why it says caution. Uh, like it's hot, extremely hot. Now nah, somebody got burned by that. Someone like before, back in the day, before that was there, uh-huh. someone didn't know. Like clearly, you know, hot cocoa was hot or something, right. or coffee hot, whatever. They didn't know how hot it was. <laughs> like as to how hot it could be to like. So shorty just ah and drank it right yeah, away and burnt herself. Burnt herself, like burn her hand, something like that. Burn herself, went to court. 
So it's crazy how simple shit like that. Like you would think, yo, if I'm buying a hot cocoa that's straight out the straight out yeah. the kettle, it might be OD. <laughs> exactly. Like, but you still got like human yo, humans be on some wild shit, bro. Humans dead dumb, but we gotta give ourselves credit for that. You gotta think about it. If I'm ducking donuts and that happens, I'm really here like this. Yo, that's a walk. Like what you what you, <laughs> what you mean, mean I gotta pay up pay yo, up for that? You knew you it's hot cocoa you knew what it was when you signed up. Like what's now, wrong with you? a lot of a lot of these companies, a lot of times like these lawsuits, they like, they're they're little roadblocks that People have to pay for because of like stupidity. Yeah, but then you like, like, it really be dumb shit that people do, and all of a sudden a company has to pay has to pay for that. Exactly. Now I got a little hold up to deal with. Like but PR, what? you got you got to get out in front of that. Like even personal PR, that'd be the hardest. Like when you got something like I remember when Tyrese did that whole crying thing on um with on uh, over yeah. the, with the rocket shit. Yeah. Yo, for, for situations like that, do you think in a situation like that, um, his PR personal, his his publicist is stepping up to him and saying, yo. You maybe shouldn't say that, and he's still going ahead. Or do you think he's not even taking advice from that? Yeah, he's just it, going it, on it, his own. Yeah, I really feel like sometimes you just be on like some, hey man, this is what I'm about to do. Like this is how I'm feeling yeah, today. This is how I'm feeling. Like I'm gonna get my shit off. Like you know who don't got a PR person? Yeah, Kanye West is not got no PR person. <laughs> he's saying what he's saying. He say whatever he feel like. Like he's not even about to waste his money on that because someone talking to him ain't gonna really ain't gonna really help it out. People who need PR like actors. Like, you know Malcolm B. Jordan's PR person probably, like, amazing. You ain't never hear him get into no type of... Right. He always know what to yeah, say. He always no, says it perfectly. Yeah, know how to... Like, you could tell every time he goes into an interview, right before the interview, his PR person's yeah, having to go exactly, sit down and say, like, this is the guidelines. This is what we're going to do today. Like, even... I don't know if he got one or if he's just smart, but LeBron. Like, LeBron, like... I'm pretty sure LeBron has a, has, a, has somebody that he yeah. that advises him. I, don't, I feel like LeBron type of nigga, he, like, you can't tell him what to say. But you can give him advice on what he should and shouldn't exactly, say. Exactly, but LeBron don't ever really be saying any outlandish stuff in the media right. unless unless people take what he says about basketball the wrong way. Like his most outlandish stuff comes from the shop when he was like, "I felt like this made me the goat" or something like right. that. Like, and that's not even that's not something bad to say. That's just like it's just an outlandish it, take. It, it, no funny. I don't. The, the thing with athletes though, their PR people are the team's PR people, so yeah. it's not it's not even a personal situation. Yeah, it do be, but I feel like LeBron, LeBron got his own PR person. You're not <laughs> LeBron had. You're not telling me that I'm going with the PR person from Cleveland in Cleveland. <laughs> no, no. Like I got, I got my nah, own. But you, the thing is, like, you got you have to go through the PR person if you want to talk to LeBron. Like, you got to go. Oh to, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, yeah, you got the Cavs yeah, person. Yeah, to he talk has to a Cavs person. Lakers person but now. like when it comes to like his outside endeavors, mm-hmm. like when he did the schooling and stuff, how that was marketed, how like how that was put to the public, how it's gonna make him look. He ain't going to no Cavs, no Lakers, no Miami PR person. He was going through. His like own his own, his, his personal person, like the one who know him, know him the best. Like, you think that everybody having a publicist nowadays makes it more like disingenuous, like makes all of their comments more disingenuous, or do you think that it's safer for everybody just to have a publicist? Coming from being that on that side, it makes sense. It do make people dis- like. Mm, you gotta, I'm, not, I'm not really feeling this whole publicist era. Uh, I'm not I, feeling the political correct era. I should, I, I should say. But I am because you'll see. Like just rappers and stuff. I watched Lil Baby um interviews on Breakfast Club, like all three of them. And to see where he's been from when he didn't have no publicity. <laughs> you could tell. Cause he was up there saying, like, nah, I don't even want to rap. I'm just doing this for a check. Yeah, for the check. But that's honesty though. I, I respect it, it, the no, honesty. It, it is it is honesty. 
It's not good to say. <laughs> like at the end of the day, it's not. It's not good to say. That's not what. No, I dare respect the honesty, you bro. Do, like, but at the end of the day, if you just here for a bag, let me know. Alright, your music still slap. I appreciate. Nah, it. bro. You feel me? The quality, no, no, quality the, control ain't trying to hear that. No, no, that's, that's what you think about it, though, bro. Like, what's the worst that could happen if he says, "Yo, I'm just doing this for a check." All you talk about is the bag, anyways. <laughs> You're right, and there's some people like you who gonna be like, "Yeah, I mess with that." He just talking about that, and then some people will be like. And he not really the people who they're like rap enthusiasts. He cheating. Like, he yeah, cheating the sport. Yeah, he cheated. <laughs> he the art. I ain't listening to him because he ain't. You feel me? Why even put that? Granted, that's how you feel. That's how you feel. You don't gotta say it. But though. don't put that tension yeah, out there. Yeah, don't put that. Like, how you feel about rapping? Hey man, I sometimes really think, you gotta shake the boat though. Sometimes you do. You the boat a little but bit. you you see, after um, yes, indeed came out his second interview with Buffer's Club, he was a little bit more like. <laughs> He still, he was still like, I like. Oh, so he's feeling hip hop. Yeah, he was like, I really feel, but like, I, I could really get into this. Then by the time uh, Street Gossip came up, yeah, man, you know, doing songs with Meek and stuff made me realize like I'm really one of the top names in this game. I'm like, <laughs> you ain't really even want to rap before. Like, who's now you one of the top names? Like, nah, so that's that's here. that's the thing. With, that's the thing with like everybody being able to interview everybody and everybody like just being able to say whatever they want on these platforms. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to evolve over a couple of years. Like niggas, see niggas is, is just, just dissecting everything and holding it against you. Like, nah, you don't. But if two years ago he dead wasn't trying to rap, he wasn't though. He and then all of a sudden he fucking with me. It's like yo, I can really do this. Nah, he wasn't trying to. I know he wasn't. Like, cause he came out of jail and he was just lit with. Nah, he came out of jail and he was just around QC and they yeah, put him on. Yeah, exactly. Or some Baka shit with Drake, where it's like, yeah, yo, I need to get my man's bag. This is what I know. And he was, he now. said he said it. He's like everyone been telling him to rap, and he was like, I'm not even really with the rap and stuff. Ah. Uh, uh, you should probably do it. I'm not with the rap. He was around all of them. I ain't go front for a nigga that's not with the rapping shit, bro. That nigga be oversaturated in the market. Okay. Lil Baby, one of my, like, he one of my little favorite artists. Mm. So I, I fuck he, with Gunna Lil Mortal. Baby. No, hell no. And I always had this argument. Hell no. You don't fuck with Gunna more than Baby? No. Wait, Gunna's not better than Baby. No, not at all. Like, not at all. Like, not even close. Not even close? You're yeah, bugging. Not, not your even wallet, close. Bro. Not even close. Because Gunna, like, Gunna actually don't rap, and his he sings. That's all I fuck with it. And, and his last <laughs> album should have showed that because his, nah, last, his album, last album was crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Like crazy, no crazy uh, in a bad way. Crazy oh, yeah, also yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like he just went in the studio yesterday yeah, and recorded these shits and gave it to him. I was like, hold up, wait, for real, bro? But that's that's this era of hip hop though. Like niggas don't be no. saying nothing. Okay, that's the thing. Baby messed up, in my opinion, because not only did you oversaturate the market and. Four albums in a year, damn mm-hmm. near. Nah, dang. I think it actually was. Or three. He had too many albums out. Because what? It was Street Gossip. It was Harder Than Ever. And then. <laughs> that was last. This all last year. Street Gossip, Harder Than Ever. And then the, the, the joint project with him and Gunna. Yeah, he went That was crazy. three I could think of. I, yeah. I don't know if it was four. But that's a lot, though. That's, we just It's too many. That's a lot. And the, the joint him, with him and Gunna wasn't even really all live. That either. wasn't good either, right? The it only was. song I fuck with on that, on that album is Drip Too Hard. Nah, you fucking. Nah, I, I like both guns. I like both of baby songs. You know, and, the, you know what it is though. When, once I hear album one time, and I'm not really feeling. I don't. I don't go back to it. All uh, right, so I I like baby. Like I said, he's not in my top five right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely, but he definitely an artist I listen to the most. If we like most played throughout a day mm-hmm. or something or a month, baby's up there. Like when I go back to DC, when I drive back, I'm gonna play it. Nah, it's the opposite for me. Gunna, gunna, gunna takes that spot for me. Nah, because I feel like after trip uh, season three. He was sort of like that's when he's talking his talk. I heard this new. Nah, Gypsy Season Three was his pinnacle. Yo, it was it was fire. I go for that's a little scary though. Thinking being that your mixtape was like one of your best works and you dropped the album and the album wasn't up to par. Now you got me thinking going forward, your album is just not about to be at the par. It it what it is though is the pressure. 
And I don't know what his label is doing on that side to relieve the pressure because a lot of artists talk about that. You got the J. Cole. Mm-hmm. He wanted the best ever to do it. He had. He's still dealing with pressure he, and tension from that. From yeah, the well, when he first came out, you got another Friday Night Lights. Amazing. Still to this day. Slap. Probably one of his best works. You can take. If anything, someone may say it is his best work. You have his next album after that, which is the first album. Um, you got what's a sideline story, which some people don't even hold in high regard mm-hmm. for real. It it comes that pressure when you're no longer freely making music. A lot of people talk about that when you're out. You're it feels m- like a job now. No longer. I was watching the um the Wu Tang doc uh, yesterday. You saw that shit it's on nah. Showtime. You gotta touch that. Nah, I was watching the Wu Tang doc and they were saying that about. It was. It got. It got to a point where they, I think it was. They was on this tour with this rap. This rock band called Rage in the Machine. It was a big rock band back in the nineties. And being that Wu Tang had all this like international fame, the niggas was able to be on that tour. And they said it got to a point where it's like, yo, we on this tour. Next, you know, Hot ninety seven is forcing us to perform at Summer Jam. We want to perform at Summer Jam. We ended up going to Summer Jam. Ray Kwon go out there say, fuck Hot ninety seven. We get an issue with Hot ninety seven. Next, you know, it's time to go back on tour. And we like, yo, fuck this tour shit. Exactly. Like, now this shit don't feel like a job anymore. Now I feel like niggas just pulling me around, telling me to do whatever I gotta do. But, like, I just wanna, I just wanna enjoy this shit again. Because when you, when you working with like a label and stuff, when you not just making music, you have to. If I'm a record exec, which is why we need, is why I want to be a record exec. Mm-hmm. That's my. We need more black record exams in my opinion who know the culture and stuff like that i'm not just looking to recoup well i am looking to recoup but that's not my main right that's, a, that's not your short term yeah, yeah, right? yeah that's not my main intention my main intention is to make sure that the best quality music is getting out there mm-hmm. and that it touches the culture the way it's supposed to when you have someone who don't give a damn about that just know i spent this much money for you in the studio this much money for you to all this drip and stuff you're talking about <laughs> that I, you know, advance you. I'm about to say niggas are spending half their yeah, advance on all this drip that they talking I about. I need all that back. So <laughs> if you telling me, like, with, well, J. Cole, that was a little bit back in the day. But if you telling me, like, in J. Cole case, you ain't got a hit. I don't hear a single on this. Nah, workout needs to be put on this. Like, put workout on this. Because I don't hear not one hit single on this. I don't get no, there's no radio play from this. Right, so at, the, what, at the end of the day, your ears are not our ears, yeah, so you're not going to hear a hit. Exactly, so there ain't no radio, so we're pushing workout. That's why J. Cole goes on to make that whole, uh, how um, Nas, you let Nas, you let Nas die, down, right. that workout single, yada, yada, yada. But that's just how, that's how it be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And now, in this era of, like before, that was a little bit more of a natural progression of Fresh. things. Now it's like, Hey man, a little pump can come up off a of SoundCloud right underneath. Little baby, you could be gone tomorrow. We need mm-hmm. to hear what we trying to get all that out of you. We need all that, all everything you about I was, to get. I was having that convo with my man's yesterday. Like you could, like, like for example, what Uzi is doing now. He's testing out records on SoundCloud, so you don't even have to wait to drop your album to then find a hit. You test that shit out on SoundCloud. If it's slap, like this, is the shit we gonna run with. This is what we gonna put on the album. We gonna and this what they like. You don't gotta wait to hear to see if that shit slap on radio. You don't gotta wait to hear if niggas is gonna fuck with it in the long run. You can do that shit right before the album drop. Get the streams, then put it on the album, and the album is already platinum or gold. Yeah, or you could. You it, it, it all it all depends on like what Uzi holding out on music. Cause oh, I don't think Uzi want to rap. Yo, I don't, yo, bro, I don't think a lot of these athletes and, and rappers. I don't think these niggas really want to do this nah, shit. Bro. I could feel it because it's not. You got there's at the end of the day, no matter what changes. The business side evolves with it, right. and this is still a multi-billion dollar 
it's corporation. Not even, entity. not even still like this. What this is what it is. Period. Yeah. Like, not even. I feel like the niggas at the top don't care about the art. Period. Like, yeah. This is a business. At the end, it's, it's a business. Like, so this is like a business play for me. At the end of the day, man, I respect your art, but if the nigga up top ain't a nigga who care about what you about to put out, like he just care about make sure he get that money back, then you got to make sure that you. You be signing, they be signing their souls over, like, Cause bro. Niggas, niggas not reading contracts. Wait, it's, I don't, my thing, uh, no, it's weird, reading. bro, because you're like, you got a manager. Is your manager not reading the contract either? Like, how how do niggas end up getting this out? Okay, all right, all right, you got to understand that, though. You got to listen. So, like, A Boogie, probably one of my best examples. Mm-hmm. So, A Boogie, <laughs> he really dummy. A Boogie, <laughs> A Boogie, he signed, I think, let me not, it might be five or six albums. A five or six album deal. Yo, either way, it was too much, bro. Yeah, but that's my point. Five or six album. That's that's niggas whole. That's insane. That's bro. your whole rap. Career. That's the next ten years. Yo, but imagine this. Now imagine this. Look, if I'm a boogie's manager, or if you a rapper, like forget it. If you a rapper, right, mm-hmm. and you here, like you you living with your moms and stuff like that, and you trying to make, and they talking this number to you, right, and this and that, and the five or six albums. If I'm telling you, nah, bro, can't do that. Nah, don't do it, bro. Like, all you thinking about is is, yo, is, is living at home with your mom. It, it's gonna be like, yo, Chris, is you taking me out my mom's basement? Right, you not. So like, got like your manager can only give you but so but much. So much. Yo, like at the end of the day, it's like if you're dead right because you got to factor in the situations that niggas is coming from. You you do a hey, boogie in the he records um artists you could it's still poorly mixed you could <laughs> you could damn near hear the sirens that in the back no like, no for <laughs> that that first not what's the what's the name of the album with the um with the with the ventriloquist sitting on the piano that's that's artists i'm bugging no 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 oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that like, shit wasn't mixed but it yeah, slapped though yeah, because that, it wasn't mixed that, that, that's his best that's his best no the ventriloquist sitting on the piano i think is 2b Whichever one, whichever one had "Don't Trust Bitches" on it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's artist. That's yeah. artist. That's artist. So that's his first. That's what everything. That's after my that, shit. That's everything. Right after and, that, I wasn't really hearing them. I'm gonna keep it a stack. Nah, but that's him still in the Bronx. Like this is him. Th- that comes out and remember Drake brings him out to um, MSG, MSG that, right? that one year. This is this is your sophomore year, my my freshman year. Mm. Like this is when he starts. That's get, the summer that he. That's yo. That's yes. something to go because he pulled up to Albany like in April. Yeah. Never knew who he was. The whole Bronx in Albany ran to the front of the stage. I'm yeah. like, who is this nigga? Niggas put yeah. me on. Summer came and then that's when he yes. just took off. And I forgot what rec- what single he had that summer, but it was it was it was, it was my sweet. shit because nigga everyone everyone started remixing. Remember Fab remixes my right, shit right, and right, all right, that. Right, um, right. Drake never touched his remix, but he on he brought him out for his tour at MSG with him and Future. So basically, all that. He goes crazy. My thing is, he's coming from literally nothing. Mm-hmm. Like his money, he touching illegal money. That's right. all he knows. If someone about to give you whatever amount in legal money to take you out and do something better, you're not really gonna do much research. Yeah, yeah. Your manager, even though, cause I, like, he got like what? These niggas graduated. Niggas in his corner actually graduated school <laughs> and had, like actually have business degrees that's and stuff nice. like that. I'm like, yo, that's your manager. Just like, hey, bro, what? What am I gonna tell him? Like. Oh, well, you had this conversation with him? Nah, I ain't. Oh, I, oh. I'm just saying, like, I had this con- Like, I'm thinking, oh, for myself, like, if I have an artist, like, I do have artists. If one of my artists, feel me, that's like my brother. If he's coming here and he's just like, yo, I'm trying to get out the hood and this I'm is, telling him. the only him, way I'm I telling, see it. Yeah, if I'm telling him no, 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 hopefully our rapport would make him believe me. Right. But at the end of the day, if I can't put that money in his pocket, he's the one who's going to sign the dollar line. And artists, that's how it be sometimes with a lot of artists. What's crazy, though, because my thing with A Boogie is I, he... Five six albums is crazy. A boogie should be in a situation where he he like he signed some type of like 
production deal where he's writing for niggas or something like that. You gotta this. Like I feel like he, if I feel like he could flourish as a ghostwriter in the, in the um in the industry. Like he doesn't even have to be an artist himself. I mean, it, a lot of it goes on. It's just like what you think. At, at that time, a boogie not even think. A boogie just started really making music for real. He not even thinking about no. That's what I'm saying. Ghost. That's what I'm saying. That's why. That's why I'm putting this on his manager. Like yeah. who's managing these niggas? But they don't. But at that unless point, unless it's one of your man's manager, then it's different. Then it's like nah, right, it is. It, it probably you can't is expect him to know much as much. As but the thing is, his man's went to college. His man's actually was smart, and this is, this, this is supposed to be. But that's how it be. But you got artists like the baby who've been out for a little minute. But just now getting that recognition right, after he body somebody, yeah, <laughs> so, that's, that's really what put him on the map, though. That, 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 that's what got that's him, him the national is, notoriety. Yeah, but he 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 was working ground up. For no, a he was he was for a little bit, and then you get that national uh, notoriety. But what happens is he's smart, so you put in enough work. Where I don't know his deal. He actually never spoke on it. I could probably look it up, but I don't know what the ins and outs of his deal is. But he said he got a deal in which he likes because. When you get deals like, for me, the best deal is probably a uh, um, distribution deal. So, what's the distribution? How does the distribution deal work? Okay, so damn, I'm trying to think who has a distribution. Deal. I can't even think of one off the top of the head. Mm-hmm. So you, it's not a record deal. So I'm not signed to produce um, a certain amount of albums, albums, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I'm signed to you, facilitating my album through your company. Yeah, through your company, and ha- I need to have a certain amount of album sales to. Meet my distribution requirement makes sense. rather than I need to do a certain amount of shows. I need to do a certain amount of tour dates. I need it. That's what happens with a record deal. Because now with a with a with a record deal, it's like that's how you're forced to oversaturate. That's how you're forced to water down the quality. Exactly. Whereas distribution deal, correct me if I'm wrong. Would you now with the record label be responsible for like all my marketing promotion? Yeah, it's that, yeah, yeah. All I'm doing is creating art. You exactly, and out there exactly, to as many exactly, people as possible. Exactly, and I need to valid whatever the it's different ins and outs of it. But right. essentially, the most basic thing is whatever your little goal is to set. I got it. He hit it, so I need to sell a certain amount the first week, second week, and overall I need to be a gold album by whenever. By X Y Z. And this is, and if I fall in that range, it's the type of money I make. This is the deductions that will come out, stuff like that. When mm-hmm. you're working with a record label, is hey, you need to do this commercial. You need or three sixty. Forget about it. Like, yo, three, yo the yeah. only nigga to 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 get out of his three sixty is Drake. I don't even know how he did that to be honest, bro. Because his corner is a one. Yeah, yo, I it see. all goes back to your man's business. I don't know how he. Did and we that. forget Drake. Drake is definitely part Jewish. That plays a role into oh, it. Oh yeah, like, he had all the right Jewish lawyers yeah, and accountants. Yeah, yeah, from the time they they looked at that Young Money Cash Money deal and say, "Yo, I ain't gonna hold you, Drake. You got yeah, fucked, but you good. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> nah, <'cause laughs> you got fucked, but we go finesse. Those, those, Ten years later, he's out the deal. That's yeah, crazy to me. But those those joints is crazy. Like, oh my god, just thinking about it hurts because like. You get a piece of my show. You get a piece of my merch. You get a piece, you get of, piece my of album. Everything. Beastie, but the thing is, forget that. When you got a record, you have to. They get some of their pieces might be bigger until you start, because you have to meet a threshold to get the give them back money. <laughs> you got to break even first. Yes, you right. got to break even, and then once you break even, you're not making a hundred percent of your money no more. What? That's why you need to own your masters, Nipsey. Thank God, like mm-hmm. you know, he teaching. He told rappers that, like, they've been trying to, bro, owning your masters. Oh, you think Jay-Z paid all that money to get his masters back? Once you own your masters, you set. You valid, bro. Because now you always get the money back. Always get the, that's why no one, you can't put nothing for Jay-Z on Apple Music until he, until he, until he he clears, because it's his, he owns the masters. Anything that's on Apple Music, he put there, 
or he owns partial masters because I remember he split. I think reasonable doubt he don't own all the masters. I, I know, doubt. I know Dame Dash, Dame still own parts. Yeah, doubt. and there's one more, there's one more person. Um, Dame I find his name. Bigs. Yeah, Bigs. Got to yeah. be Bigs. Yeah. Early Rockefeller days. Yeah. The only reason I don't hold it against like record execs and record labels, um, for like these crazy deals is because that's the business on their end. Like that's all they know. I don't like they were taught that. Yeah, I don't either. Like, it's, it's really, it's really our job when niggas on the other side to like educate the artists. Mm-hmm. Nothing like yo, don't don't go that way, bro. It's what that's like me saying if I own a corner store, and if I'm charging niggas fifty dollars for a bacon egg and cheese, and niggas is buying it, they can't hold them against you. Who? What is? At what point is y'all gonna be like, hey, we not buying bacon and cheese <laughs> <Right>. no <more>? <laughs> <laughs> Like we just not we, we gonna make it our own or we gonna find somewhere else to go? If, it's a fact. If y'all still buying bacon egg and cheese, uh, you, you clearly want to pay that exactly. that high price for the bacon egg and cheese. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. Let's let's transition a little. Let's talk about the um the players club for a little bit. Uh, how how did you get that started? What was what was inspiration behind launching that? Oh uh, man, for real, it wasn't. I can't even take full credit for it. I won't. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of my friends. For real, um, one of my best friends, Jens. Um, we was all so we all go to Howard, right? We went to Howard. Oh well, yeah, dang. Yeah. Congratulations Great. to the graduates. Thank you, appreciate that. So we all went to Howard uh, freshman year. Met Yens like on some like one of my mans just showed me like, hey, this is my man. He from the Bronx. All right, what up? What up, bro? Cool, cool kid. We both lived on the fifth floor in our dorm. Mm-hmm. He lived. I had a single. He had a single. So have well, a, you had singles freshman year? Yeah, you had to pay extra for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah I'm about to say. Yeah, I thought niggas was giving. Nah, you nah, nah. It's certain certain dorms. Right. The, the way I got a singles crazy, like, cause I had a, I had a roommate, wild dirty, for real, wild dirty. <laughs> it's a filthy and, nigga. Yeah, filthy. And, and on top of that, you feel me? I ain't got no problem with no no gay people. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, but he was gay. He like he ran down. <laughs> Yo, don't play shit. He ran down my roommate type shit. He was like, Yo, you're, he ran down my friend. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, your man's is wild cute. I'm like, Nah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you can't say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't say I, I don't got a problem with gay people, but he was gay. <laughs> nah, because I don't. Like, I, nah, I, see what you, I understand what you're saying, but I had to clarify that for anybody out there that felt like, yo, he, that got a problem with Nah, I don't. It was, but saw, that was just, you know, like, that That was. Yeah, I was like, It's not an issue. It was yeah, just. It was a little. This man's felt a little comfortable. Yeah, right? it was a little walk. Like, my man came through. He's like, yeah, your man's a little cute. I'm like, like it, right. It'd be the same thing if it was an unattractive girl that he ain't like that tried to yeah, exactly, yeah, wanna, yeah, I just want to yeah, make sure everybody's. Yeah, for real. They about to unfollow me. Nah, it's nothing like that. But the same situation. But um, so basically, I move up to the fifth floor, single. Yes, we have an. Here's an idea for um the show, Love and Howard. Mm hmm. Um, essentially, like taking the realities of Howard freshman year, you meeting a whole bunch of different people, different personalities from different places, and that's the thing about like Howard, like where a lot of different schools doesn't have. You literally got people from all over. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking about Cali, New Orleans. Atlanta, Chicago, all in one friend group. Yeah, UA was literally just New York City concentrated. Exactly. <laughs> New York City and Long Island and Westchester yeah, like I meet, one small campus. I'm meeting people from Cali and we having conversations and it's just like, dang. That's why I got so hooked on Nipsey for real because I'm talking to people from Cali who- Who actually know Who him, really, right. really listen to him and I'm just like- I, mean, I heard of Nipsey, but they, we didn't really bump him over like, here. We not really here. We wasn't really hearing Nipsey over yeah, here. Yeah, like, exactly. Like we was bumping it, but we wasn't really hearing it the way a nigga in Cali. Yeah, exactly. It's the same shit with like a you know New York artist. Them niggas is not hearing a boogie. But Yo, we bro, hearing like feel me? Like welcome to the party. When it, when I like not, everyone not hearing that song right now. You feel me? But basically, so his idea of that show, and what really furthered it is that uh, I knew that. I wanted to help throw events on campus. Like mm-hmm. I wanted 
that that part of Howard culture has always been alive. Like to find who's the next big group to throw parties and stuff like that. Something I always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So event planning. Uh, my man's was into fashion. A few of my man's, Avery, Adam, Sal, they was into fashion. So right. I'm like, all right, cool. My other man's are trying to do music. So I'm here. Now I'm talking with Yens, talking with uh, my friend Madi, who comes in a little bit later. But um, we were just like, hey, it don't make no sense. We all a friend group. Right. Why would we have like six and seven different ideas floating when we can put it underneath one well, conglomerate? One brother, right? Yeah, like that's make everything. That's what Sony does. That's like, that's where you get all of this, this big thing. That's how you turn it into one large market. So right. Like, all right, cool. Let's do that. Then. Like, let's call ourselves the Players Club. So when y'all launched the Players Club, what was, it, what was the first move of order of business? Was it creating merch? Was it finding nah, artists? Nah, so um, I think our first like official thing underneath the Players Club was Yen's uh, Yen days. It was his birthday. Mm-hmm. So we had um, like a little marketing thing as to how. I remember I named this party the uh, the Life of Yen. That's when the Life of Pablo came out. Mm-hmm. We had like an old photo of him. Um, List did this. I, they, I remember this like it was yesterday because this was like probably like the first thing we did as a unit. So right. me, Yens, Madi, um, Liss, and Kyle, he wasn't he was like around for this, but he wasn't even like down yet with us, but for real. Like we were in Yens' room just like thinking of marketing stuff. Great party. The only thing is Yens Yens really be late to everything. Yens came <laughs> to the party, like it's his own party at like twelve thirty. And <laughs> like pulled up as the shit was about Yeah, to. and it shut down at like twelve forty five because <laughs> It's still a house party. Like at this point, shit. yeah. At this point, we still just doing house parties, and that's sort of where it started. Um, and then from there, it was f- sort of finding our niche. Um, dang, what? Oh, so lo- loving Howard, it was too much. Like writing to write all that stuff. Out. I I love film. I want to do film. Like, mm-hmm. It's one of my biggest things I want to do. That joint is a lot of work. What part of what part of film specifically though? I want like writing more. Or is it uh, like all right, so writing stuff? is hard. I really like production. I took a film class this semester, and I was like, hey, this joint is sort of lit. Mm-hmm. Um, but film, the problem with it is like it, it's very tedious, and it takes a lot of money. So if you don't got the right amount of cameras and stuff, you won't make a good you won't make a good product. So at this point, we realized that we had a lot of different things spread out. I think our biggest thing, um, shout out to Sal, Avery, um, for the hoodies, was we made player hoodies. And when those came, my my sophomore year, oh man, it was like campus was a little bit different. It was <laughs> it was a little bit different because everyone wanted to play. You felt like y'all was shaking campus. Yeah, by sophomore yeah, year. it was like it Niggas was like pulled up sophomore year after that summer. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. Yeah, it was with the hoodies. I remember the end of that semester, the end of first first semester freshman year, mm-hmm. uh, sophomore year to the second semester. It was like low key. Anywhere you went, you saw someone with a player's hoodie. I'm talking about like people I know, and then it got crazy that summer. People would be back in the hood with hoodies on, like. So, I'm walking around, and my friends will call me like, "Hey, you in Green Acres? Nah, bro, I'm at the crib. Yo, why just saw someone to play this hoodie on? I'm like, damn, that's tough. Like, you feel me? <laughs> and they could brand traveling. <laughs> exactly. So then they went there. Um, then we started to remarket, cause rebrand. You know, the Players Club. It sounds lit, but at the end of the day, this is something I want to do for like the rest of my life. I'm not right. trying to put the Players Club. You know, we tried to make it TPC. It sounds a little bit more like. Professional, more professional, so, more acceptable. Yeah, so then we did those the TPC hoodies you saw this, uh, this weekend, yeah, right? This weekend, and then those did numbers. Just, you don't got no more of them. Yeah, we do. I'm really, I got a scoop. I got a couple. Nah, I got you. I got you. So that shit went. That was different too. I got flavors in those, and then mm-hmm. from there, it was. I got uh, TPC sweats that only like I think only like 
probably like 12 of those was made. Mm-hmm. And then that one took off. And then from there, it was just like, wow, we actually have the market to do something. We see the demand to do something mm-hmm. outside of just Howard. So that was fashion. I was like, all right. Music, oh, man. Music probably, like, I love it so much because to see how my man's 11-9, he started off someone who was just like, we. I remember they went to the studio in Philly. Went all the way to Philly, like, everything paid for a studio. Uh, uh, Niggas left from New York to go to Philly. Left from D.C. to, DC go, to, to go to Philly. Because one of our mans at the time, his uncle had a studio. In so Philly. And gave us, like, yo, y'all can have it for the night. Like, Type of shit. Yeah, so came back. And my mans, I'm like, yo, like. We should Jared, do all the studio yeah. time. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, let's right. see. Jared ain't make nothing in the studio. <laughs> everyone else, everyone else did. And they stuff was cool. I'm not gonna lie, but right. at this point, I had a lot of faith in Jared as a um, as an artist. But you said you said Jared ain't make nothing, huh? He didn't make nothing. So but, how, how, uh, how because you... all right, so like Jared had always been talking about, and we would hear him like play around like in the room, like freestyle, or when he would write. I'd be mm-hmm. like, all right, like cool. Um, dang, like all right, I could really. I see you, you can see, see you can see something. He right. sound, to me, he sounded like like a way better because I don't think he all that nice. But uh, the person about so, but I don't think P uh, PMB Rock all that nice. Like he cool, but he sounded like a way better PMB Rock to me. Now you know it is a PMB Rock. I think Atlantic when they discovered PMB Rock and took him inside, they really sat him down, like curated an image <laughs> yes, for him, curated yes, music yeah. for him. Yeah, they, they, so like all PMB Rock gotta do show up. At exactly. Point. Yeah, so, but I'm not holding it against him. We nah, that's, he back. still got hits. I, right. man, I would just bump it's him just on my head. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, he still got. But Jerry, I see, I saw so much in him, and at that point, um, I think it just he just needed to see him himself, and mm-hmm. when he did, man, we came back. He had no feelings. That was a good song. I love that song. Um, but then he came back with BBSD. And every time I see, yo, oh my, I seen, there's a video, like, I just seen when this year he gra- uh, he performed at our, like, our, the- our theater at Crampton. Mm-hmm. It looks like a, like, it looks I like think, a concert. I, th- I thought, I think I just yeah, saw it this morning. Yeah. It was, like, the license of the little dog. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I that, you. Was that video? On, that was on campus, though. Yes, that was on. That's on campus. That's in our like. Uh, um, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, I love. See, how it is just funded differently. Yeah. <laughs> so we we out seeing that, and I'm just like, yo, what's up with him? Like, it's this. This one, right? Yes. Yeah, that joint. Like, you see this? Like, when he, that's beastie. Yes. Like when he comes out, it's like, son. And for all that he's been through as like as an artist, as an individual, as my mm-hmm. brother, like just to see this. Real quick was different because it's like, bro, that's really people like jumping up and down for him. You got know what I'm saying? These are Howard students. Yeah, these, these are Howard students. These are Howard Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's like, he's removed from like from campus now. Like, he a senior. So when you, you know, you seniors don't be knowing like freshmen. Yeah, There's freshmen up there just like slept bumping yeah, and shit. Yeah, in the dome like and when that. you play, when you go to a party, you play BBSD. It's like that's an anthem. Do you think people took toward took to your artist more because you guys already had the clothing line going out or was it more so you know, every, we already fuck with you Everything so sort of happened like simultaneously but mm-hmm. I think what it was is that we be out like we be outside like you can't be no like we actually be trying to like you gotta, you gotta yeah you gotta be you yeah. gotta you gotta have a lot of FaceTime. Yeah we politic on people so gotta, just, right. like, at the end of the day you gotta play the, play the yard. Exactly. You know like <laughs> you know who Jared is so you gonna listen and Jared a cool dude mm-hmm. he's not even no like celebrity like he a real you talk to Jared, dude. he'll talk to you for however long. Like, he a real genuine dude, so you gonna listen to his music. Me, I'm outside. Like, you feel me? You see, oh, that's a nice hoodie. All right, yo, you want... Like, that's just how it is. So, mm-hmm. you could put a, a, a face to the name whenever you see someone. It made it so much more relatable. Like, 
this kid really go to my school and he popping. Like that's really what I think that's what set us set us up. And we had so many different people doing different things. And pushing like, shit for you. Yeah. It's crazy because people will make the argument now that it's easier to pop and it's easier to get your your, your brand notoriety with social media. But there's something special about like human interaction. Like being in niggas' faces and people seeing you and meeting you first. So like compared to niggas seeing it on Instagram. So what it was is like it came back to my first point of everyone being from different areas. Mm-hmm. It was so lit. If I got everyone from a different region in the United States and I'm cool with them, they know me. They got a hoodie. They bump my music. When they go back home for the summer, they gonna they telling their friends about it. Like and that's how. Um, shout out to Kiana K. Porter. That's how we got into contact Shout with her. Kiana, right? Yeah, and she now she. I didn't even know you were. I didn't even know y'all knew each other. Yeah, and so that, I'm like, what? Yeah, now she, now she with TVC. It came where, just as an influence. So her song is popping facts, mm-hmm. and niggas sending me this like, cause they know I like music, like little underrated stuff. So I'm like, they sending me. I'm like, yo, this that's a fact. That's a fact. Like, yo, this is <laughs> tough. Who is this? No, I, I, I did like her flow. She yeah. Did that so about then that. from there, um, we went on to. Um, I DM'd her just like, hey, like I like your stuff, but I like everything to be organic. You know, mm-hmm. I ain't never saw Kiana before. I never met her in person, so I ain't really want to force an issue with someone on someone. And you know, like girls be thinking he trying to run down. Bro, on you know how many girls try to get him to come in the podcast and the niggas that think you really trying to talk yeah. to? Them. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm, really, I'm trying to do work. Exactly, <laughs> I'm really trying to work right exactly. Now. <laughs> so I'm like, like, this is not no personal. Shit. I like this your business. I like your song. You feel me? I ain't even trying to do all that right now. Like I didn't want it to look. Like that, so I definitely um I can't no funny shit. I can't wrong them for that because niggas do be bothered, but just, I'm yeah, not here for But that. that's what I'm saying. When you don't take like your business seriously, like you take this seriously, I take TPC seriously. So mm-hmm. there's niggas who do stuff for the clout or for women or whatnot. Right. So it's just like, all right, this is that's what their end goal is. Right. As a as men who actually care about their craft, you're not letting nothing get in the way of that, and you want to make sure that it's looked upon as like the most professional type of business possible. It's a fact. So. Uh, Kiana came board and then it was like we sort of had diversity. Uh, lost a few artists during the way for real. Um, gained a few like just been and then just gained relationships like Pell not a TPC but Pell make great music. Like, I, love, I love Pell. If you ask me, Pell influenced the um the, the the what you call it the mirage of rappers in UA now. If you ask me, granted I graduated two years ago, I'm not really dead. Yeah, well, I mean, right before I left, Pell was Pell was the only nigga who's the only nigga rapping. Him and A Easy, A Easy left and he did his own thing prior to like prior to spring 17, if I'm not mistaken. But Pell was the only nigga on campus rapping. Fast forward two years, every other nigga on UA rap. Shout out to Pell because like you got a little you got a little conglomerate out there at That's UA facts. now. So like, That's facts. So, so rap like he do his little thing. Joe out there doing his thing. Um, dang Goggle Boy, I think that Goggle Boy. Cat is, is, is nice. When I went up there this weekend, niggas was playing me a couple of yeah, couple of shits. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he pretty nice. He got a few like, and they all do stuff together, which is a the which is wavy. Yeah. The nigga, the, I forgot the name of the tape, and I haven't I haven't listened to the tape in full. But there's a producer out there who produced a tape for like I want to say ten different artists. For real? Yeah, I got I got to touch it. Nah. Niggas let me listen to a couple of records, but I'm biased because it's like yo, I feel like I'm the type of nigga. I feel like if I think everybody's doing something because everybody else is doing it, I'm not going to indulge yeah, exactly. in it. Like I rather use like I'll listen to the niggas that sent personally to me because it's like all right that means you can actually spit because niggas is not about to waste my time with somebody exactly, that can't nah, spit. But I, I respect the fact that he took he he saw the he saw the opportunity and took the initiative. Yeah. But I'll listen to it for his production value and then after that because for me when it comes to music I always hit beat first lyrics later because I'm some I'm an instrumental nigga so I'll listen to that shit but I just have, I haven't got around to it yet. I, I don't I, I feel like a vibe like for me it just be like whatever the vibe is so a lot of times it's a sound like it don't even got to be the words it don't got to be the beat. Sometimes it's how you sound. Like, um, 
For real, I probably ain't listened to what A Boogie was saying for a little minute. I just liked how A Boogie. Bro, that's, that's why I say he should be a writer, bro. Because it's mad times A Boogie being a track, not really yeah, seeing nothing, yeah, but he's singing though. Yeah, he, like I, he got the melodies yeah, down pat. That's how I feel I was, about Gunna too. Gunna, Gunna, he's Gunna, some old melodic but, nigga. But that's the thing. When I started listening, Gunna, I'd be listening to what he's saying. So I'd be like, not Gunna, uh, Baby, mm-hmm. Baby, what Baby be saying? I'd be like. Oh, <laughs> I get it. Like I, nah, I got it. Do be saying anything, but Yo, it sounds nice. Gunna don't really be saying nothing. Like I think my favorite song about Gunna, like what he actually be talking was two songs. It's pedestrian, and he's still not saying too much on pedestrian. It's toast. Uh, nah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was actually speaking. Yeah, he was actually yeah, he talking was to- on toast. He was talking that talk. I was like, yeah. You know what it is with Gunna? I feel like Gunna, nigga. I don't know him personally, and I don't know his story, but. When you compare Gunner to like all the other niggas around him, you can tell Gunner was never really the nigga that was probably like he probably struggled as hard as everybody else. Oh, so you probably don't have. But I don't, like I said, I don't know. I don't know. I'm that's just, what I take away from listening I, to his music. I, I'm gonna just tell you one thing. I don't really think Gunner was outside. That's all I'm gonna say. I was See, thinking, I was trying to avoid saying yeah, that, I, but that's that's what it comes I, down yeah, to. I, I think, think Gunner was a nigga that was he was a me, he was a me type nigga. Like everybody cool with you, but you're not yeah, really outside yeah, exactly, of the block. Like, exactly. I feel like the niggas knew him. He was cool. Niggas respected him, but you wasn't really out there no, putting it no, work. No one gonna touch you because you so and so cousin or little brother, brother. Right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But he was not like out. Because look, block. look at how he maneuvered now. He's not some wild out nigga. He's some old, calm, laid back, reserved yeah, nigga. So you could tell he never really had to move like that. Yeah, I, that's how I feel. But that's just me. That could be me projecting. I don't know him. Exactly. Not speak on that man for real, for real. But that's that's how it seems, especially when like music is is made in his subject matter for real. You could tell the niggas was outside. Baby was outside. Baby was starving a couple of nights too, nah, though. Nah, ba- baby was outside. Baby was, <laughs> baby was baby, definitely baby, outside. Baby was low key too outside. Baby, baby he, <laughs> he didn't even come inside sometimes because <laughs> baby was baby in was and outside, out of jail. Bro. So yeah, he was definitely he was out out outside. Like you could tell too. You could tell baby was sort of outside too. By the way, when they get money, baby still dressed like he outside. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, nah, that's a fact. Baby, be dressed like that's he outside. Gunner be dressed like he was inside looking up fashion Nova. Yo, since we on Baby and Gunner, you know what I just thought about was one of the best marketing um marketing schemes that I have seen over like the last six months was QC sending Lil Baby to Nigeria. Son, the reason why I say that, bro, that nigga looks Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that worked so well. And it's like, yo, having a nigga on stage that looks just like you, my nigga, that works. So even if the niggas don't fuck with your music. Just knowing that you're a big superstar and you look like us. But it, they did because he had a Drake track. He already had oh, Yes Indeed. Oh, he did have Yes Indeed by that so time. So when right. he had Yes Indeed, it's like, everyone know you now. Gunna didn't have... Because you remember, there was... That's what I'm saying. Before Yes Indeed, the conversation of Baby versus Gunna was very Gunna heavy. It was very Gunna. Yeah, I'm still Gunna heavy. It bro. was... It, you are in the you're, you're in the minority now. It was very gutter heavy, and then nah, niggas, yes, I go for niggas Toby Jacket baby heavy, but hey, I'm gonna I'm still. Hey, and then gunna. yes, indeed came out, and it was just like, oh, alright. <laughs> right, he got a Drake track. Nah, right. th- bro, it's because it's a Drake track though. It's not because it's yes, like it's not because yeah, yes, indeed. Exactly, but the thing is, record. and then and then he went on because to that point, uh, they well, he still has out of all of them, he still has the best project. Uh, Gunner has the best project. Uh, you mean Drip Season 3? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. He has, he has his, out of all of their projects, he has the best project. But to that point, before that, like, it was it was over. Because he only had, uh, was it Too Hard and Harder? No, nah, it's not. Whatever. It's the one with My Dog and then the one with... Um, oh, you mean talking about the Quality Control album? No, nah, I'm talking Take- about at, before um, Gunner. When it was... Before he had Yes Indeed, that's mm-hmm. uh, Harder Than Ever is... 
he has a tape with um with my dog. That's his first tape. Harder than ever. Then it's harder. No, no it's, it's it's too hard. Too hard. Yeah. Too hard. And then no, it's hard. Too, too hard, hard. Dead hard. hard right. Now. I knew. So I knew he, it was some shit. Yeah. Like so he only had hard and too hard out at that point. Right. And at that point, you only got the like the two big songs is freestyle and my dog and my dog and Gunna has out drip season three so it's not really even a debate at that point i didn't even know my dog was because the first time i heard my dog was on um nah my dog is um first time i heard my dog was on a quality control tape nah 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 my dog came out like that's um so that's too hard it's not gonna be i got it all. you got it see? yeah i got i got all of that i'm on my way I'm going fast. I'm going home again. Exactly. That, that's when he gets on. So you got... Um, nah, because he ran on that track. Too hard all day. I don't even... That's, that's, that's what I mean. I, don't get me wrong. I fuck with Lil Baby. But I just fuck with Gunna a little more. Nah, Lil Baby got it, man. Sheesh. What? He even... Where, where is my dog? Sheesh. They took hard off this. Too hard. Niggas not jacking my dog. Niggas <laughs> said niggas not jacking my dog. I mean, hey man, that shit slap. That, it was not. It was. I mean, that's what got. That's that's what everyone started. That drink really not out for music no more. I don't know what he doing. That's crazy. Man, some, probably some shit going on with the label. Yeah, label. Whatever. That comes out on that album. No other good songs on that whole tape. <laughs> <laughs> no other good songs on that whole tape. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, and then the next is too hard. He got um, freestyle, and this song just now getting popping like for real, for real. When they play in the clubs all the time, mm-hmm. uh, it's the thing with um, all of a sudden the drink with um, well, um yo, yo, not, yeah, said, yo, money bag, yo, money bag, yo. Because before I, I felt be like no handguns, yeah, that shit, right? yeah, I felt like that drink was tough for that shit slap. I heard that before, like I heard that like two years ago. Yeah, I'm saying, but I felt oh no, like, last year I'm lying, last I, last year around. I, I felt like no one was giving that attention, and then it came out. I was like, all right, cool. I don't know. It's weird, like like you said, going back to what you said earlier. For me, when I hear music nowadays, it's it's really a sonic vibe that I'm looking for. Like we in the era now when niggas is just making music. To me, in order to make people feel a certain way, like nah, that's definitely it's, it's, a nigga's not saying much. We're not about to tell stories on records anymore, but we just want to, we just want to. And the thing is, we curate a vibe, so to speak. You still can. It's the it's doing both. So like Kendrick, he got it, he got it. Ain't ain't Kendrick, he got it. He found a way to give you a sound and tell a story at, at the, the same, same time. At the same time, right? Um. J. Cole. J. Cole. J. Cole. Yo, niggas got niggas got to start respecting J. Cole. They do. He, he, my, he my favorite. Because that that combination of rapping and giving and give you a vibe, yeah. I felt that on his last project. Not, nah. not the shit that came out this year. He can't eat the project this year? I'm bugging? Nah, nah. It's I'm thinking of KOD. That's yeah, what, I'm K- thinking of KOD. K- yeah. KOD was That shit slap. Yeah, yeah. KOD. Like, that nigga was really talking to us and, and, the, and, the, the, and problem, the beach is on point. The problem with KOD is it aged sort of. Like it came out Bro, hot, and but it, it only it only it's only a year though. Yeah, but I'm saying, but you got to think when it. So boom, what came out that year? You had last year. What came out? You had the victory lap. You had Pusha's project. Yeah, Pusha shit. That's still one of my top five. Yes, Pusha project was great. And then you 21 had twenty one minutes or not. I don't care. <laughs> and then you had like the people going crazy for Travis stuff, which I 
I don't care for Travis personally. I'm not a Travis. Guy. No, I like I like Travis. Travis Travis is evolved though. That's the it thing is, with Travis is evolved. He's evolved for certain people. It, 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 he don't catch me, he don't catch my vibe. It's not like he bad. He yeah, he just not, that's not your energy. He is, it never like he got he, some, he's low key some rock star. A while yeah, though, exactly. Man. I'd be like sometimes like uh like even <laughs> what is that the Brian what's that birds in the trap singing Brian McNa- whatever that yeah album. yeah that was that was la- that was twenty seventeen yeah, project yeah, yeah. So or twenty sixteen's project yeah so even that. I ain't getting tuned with it for real for a minute. When there I was say a couple it, of tracks that slapped one of that outside track slapped the first nah, intro it, track it, with Andre. Pick up the phone. It, it pick actually, up the phone. Slap right. Listening to it now is amazing, but it takes me a little time to get into it with you, right? because he's not. That's not really my cup of tea for mm-hmm. like never has been. So I'm I'm more of the J Cole type of guy, like Dave East. Like I I want to hear someone talking that talk, but sometimes I want some sound. Two too. things because you just brought up Dave East. I, I got to remember that. But the, going back on J Cole, I think. Cause granted, a lot of a lot of good albums came out last year, but I don't think it was to the point where a nigga like J Cole is one of the biggest artists out. Yeah. Period. Right. For you to be one of the biggest artists out and not get the recognition that you that you deserve every time your albums drop is crazy. Like your albums should not be getting surrounded and 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 thrown to the side because everybody else is coming out. You the biggest artist. Like imagine Drake put out a project and niggas are talking about Nipsey more, talking about Push more and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Or Kendrick put out a project and we Drake has hit a level of um. Let me not say this. J. Cole is very, he's very consistent. I'll give you that. J- Bro, niggas, don't, niggas don't respect consistency no, anymore. No, they don't. And let me tell you why. Because you, on some basketball shit, we see we see LeBron be consistent for some time. <laughs> and it and it becomes to the point where, oh, okay. What you else can do are, that, right? Yeah, what else are you going to do? Like, what <laughs> okay. You, what, okay, what, go back to the finals. Okay. Yeah. Like, what you mean? I just went to eight straight finals. What you mean? What else am I going to do? Like, so J. Cole. All right, that's a good. You gave me an, a great album. Are you gonna give me an amazing? Like, he set the bar. Bro, niggas is so it, it is, but bro. It, it is. <laughs> niggas so, in this era is so ungrateful. It is because then when you got Jake, uh, Drake giving you subpar everything, but it sounds different. <laughs> it sounds different. Like what you I'm niggas like, don't you, speak with that enough. Like, it, his a lot of his work is subpar, but it sounds different. So nah, he's testing something. No, we go nah. This this joint. Tough. It's funny though because Drake knows his shit subpar. But he don't because he no doesn't more. have to. You doesn't have to he put does, up, he, put in a good um, he, a lot of effort anymore. He doesn't care anymore, which is why he could give you two. Yo, he gave us two albums in in one, and both of them were subpar. You, I could have took half of each and had like a decent. He like you feel me? Like side A with all that rap and stuff was definitely not good to me. Like he got like two ironically, songs. I, I like side A a little. I like rapping Drake more than R and B Drake, so I'm biased. Yeah, I don't think he. I think he a all right rapper. I think he a better like little Bryson Tiller type. Because that's because that's Drake was introduced to us on some on some. Nah, he wasn't introduced that way. He was rapping early on, but there was a point like there was a point in high school where Drake was the sad nigga. Nah, it was. He he definitely. You gotta remember. He said he was introduced rapping like ransom and all that. He was like, ah, mm-hmm. and then you got that whole little find find your love little um what's that um dang the light not the light um. um Sweatpants here, Ty. What's that? Best I ever had. Like, best I ever yeah, had. Yeah, he had. I'm thinking the light of him too. Yeah, he's rapping you, on that shit too. You got a little bit of that little. All right, this is what we feel from Drake. You get the Marvin's room. You get what we love from Drake. You, you still get the little sad vibe, but he's spitting on it. So yeah. it's like, all right, this this is where he was transitioning to being more and of a, then this a where, rapper. This is where we. This is where I, this is where Drake lost me. <laughs> this is where he lost me, and I and I, I don't care because Take Care was great to me, real. I don't, I feel like if you don't like Take Care when it came out, you was yeah, probably yeah, in like yeah. music. Yeah, you probably just was. Yeah, I was. You probably just wasn't listening. to Nothing music. was the same. Was okay. You switching it up. 
I like it. Nothing was the same. It was a little more commercial. It was, but you commercial. nah, because he had that little starter from the bottom. No, we started doing that. I was like, right. all right, okay. The, yo, you know what's funny about that? That was the that song in particular. I was just wasn't. That was the song for that album, though. But it, like, it was, yeah. So, then, but you, but he still had like too much on it. I'm like, are you still talking your little? And then I, connect, I not connect. Is it connect? Yeah, 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 yeah. Connect. And he still had the fucking the other hit that was that slap, the other R and B pop type shit. Just hold on. Yeah, yeah. He, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, Drake, you still. I get it. All right, cool. You you ain't losing me yet. If you're reading, yeah, it's too late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's too late. You can say yeah, yeah, it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. He lost me on that. Like that was a. Let me see if I can defend that project. No, cause they had the loo. <laughs> like I'm yeah, like, yeah, like I'm yeah. loo. Yeah. I just hit it. Granted, he has some songs on that. Like I'm loo. Yeah, like I'm yeah. Loo. I was like, nah, it's over. Cause everything started to sound like started from the bottom on that, and then he had a few little tracks, and then from there he lost me. The thing, the thing with that project, that was a, that was more of a, a, a mixtape than an album, and he dropped it on some random shit. Yeah. I think he dropped that album on some random shit to to help. That was a part of the yo, we go yeah, 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 deal yeah, yeah. That, that was that those was, was a bunch of throwaway Lucy's. He, he never came for me. He never. He came. never rebounded after that. Personally, for you, for you, for me. I, commercially yeah he mm-hmm. went ahead and did his thing but for me after that it was more of a oh right, you lost it like you you have you have been giving us slightly like worse projects and staying along by hopping on the highest singles so he hopped Yo, that's on, his strategy he hopped on my way with fetty wap and all all, all was i gotta do is put my yeah. mind yo, yo you know what's funny though you know what's funny Alright, so game. I just I just figured out his plan because low key, okay, the music is getting a little bit more watered down. First of all, for, before I say this, how you feel about more life? Oh, that that's when I was just like, oh, this like y'all really gonna see, y'all, y'all really gonna accept this, right? Okay, Drake can do no wrong because this is ass. Nah, this is, more life, more life. Problem projects like more life projects like for example, I I I equate more life to the same shit as like what Swaggy and, and Slim Jimmy did last year. And and like some shit like the quality control tape. The reason why I'm bringing those up is because those are albums that got 25 to 30 records. And I think the reason why they do that is so that you could pull up, you could choose a ten that you like, I could choose a ten that I like, he could choose a ten that he like, and everybody it just takes whatever they like from this album and, and leaves everything the thing else. Is, the thing is, I, this is mind you, this is prime Drake Meek beef, and I'm Meek all the way. Mm-hmm. So like now I'm here like this. Right, you gotta show me some Drake. Like if you come, in, if y'all having this energy and you giving me a what a playlist? What is this? A pl- this a playlist for life? Yeah, bro. this is insane. This has no should that flow like a playlist too. This is but this is Drake's problem and my problem with Drake. Drake don't got no. He hasn't like his albums never be cohesive to me. Like he never be. There's never a message. Mm. Or a story or anything with his album that it's, I agree with. It's just music. It's it's a lot of music. Like more life is like, bro. Like we y'all really was out here saying Hermes Link Ice Blue like for Ice Blue look. Mick. Yeah, and it was <laughs> tied on my wrist. Like, it was good. But it was good to y'all. Hermes y'all was like, y'all was saying free smoke, free smoke for the longest. I'm just like, <laughs> come on. Like, this, his and his music does not last. Mm. Like, hold on. The, all right, let me hold on. Let me let me stop. Uh, dang, I'll give him nothing was the same. Nothing was the same. And back, those have have began to you know transcend through time. Cause that, that first mixtape still slaps. Oh no 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 yeah yeah. As a matter of fact, the niggas re niggas re released oh, the yeah, first yeah, mixtape yeah, for yeah, everybody no, no, to reconsume yeah, yeah. this shit. So uh, my point is, 
once I his initial decline, that music you don't play. Uh, if you're reading this, I'm about to say you're not. Yeah, niggas is not touching if you're reading shit. It's, and it's and too late. yo, tell me, even though legend slap, but niggas not touching now. Yo, man. who? When's the last time niggas? Unless you a diehard Drake fan, and then maybe you look like, cause I know some of my my man's is probably like, yeah, I listen to that all the time. You not touching more life for real? Nah, I touch more life sometimes. Nah, you. Yeah, I'm gonna keep the stack though. Five records, huh? Which ones? Uh, I I, t- I t- get it together. Slap to me. I don't know why. Oh, that should slap. That's that's a joke with Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I, nah, I don't think it's Georgia oh. interludes. What you're thinking yeah, of? But yeah, get it yeah. get it together. That should slap. It's a little bop for me. Galchester, no. Uh, what's that? What should I come after Galchester? It's it's the calm lineup. Nigga. Oh, I'm thinking of Portland and sacrifices. Okay, those should slap. And then um. I when guess I'm, if they came on on my shuffle, I wouldn't be mad. That's the thing, though. When I go to More Life, bro, I really only go back for Get It Together, Portland, and Sacrifices. One one song I could tolerate. One song I could probably tolerate, and it's Teenage Fever. That's the only song I Teenage tolerate. Fever does slap, though. But that's not because it's not no. And the, I do like Drake. He is a good. Like, because he has some songs. Like, even on. What's the last thing? Scorpion? Like. Scorpion got some records. It do. Scorpion got a, Scorpion should have. I mean, nah, I can't tell him it should have been that, but. Scorpion for me is really a good solid twelve songs that slap. That's why I'm like yo, it's a that, solid. But that's my thing. I'll you can say twelve, I might say eight, but it's a twenty. That's why I told you, bro. That's what those projects are for, bro. No. You're supposed to just download what you want and keep it pushing. Because nah. <laughs> the eight that you like is not the eight that somebody else gonna like, bro. But I'm saying, first of all, it's a twenty song song album. Like six of them shits is big ass singles, so it's just like. Alright bro You could've held off on these And there's some songs Who are just like Sandra's Rose You could've kept that. I don't give a damn About your mom's Rose No, no Like respectfully but I, I don't, don't know why He dropped a double album though I don't know I'm gonna keep it stack. Apparently he coming out With another one Why? I don't know And he could keep it's too that, quick He could keep that it's too shit. fast for me But he, he nah, I, get, I don't know man Like I, You know what we need We need more We need more future That's what I need I need more future tapes how you feel about his most recent shit? The Wizard? It's cool. It's But the future's is future's another J. Cole though. And the reason why I say that is because we know what we're gonna get from future and we just accept it. Exactly. The thing is future just says a lot more uh politically incorrect stuff on his albums to make it Nick, Future says a lot of politically incorrect this, shit, period. Yeah, bro. for real. And like I, I future just <laughs> Yo, Heat Sunset he should have done quicker. I said, Oh man, Mercy. So what's, what's up with you, Future? But it's funny, you know what I read on Twitter that uh, Janae Aiko is the woman's version the of woman's future. future. Future, I can jack that, bro. I can jack it. I can jack the toxic femininity it's, coming it's, from her corner. It's definitely yeah. facts. Pure facts. toxic femininity. Yo, that whole what's that song? Um, Trigger Freestyle. I'm like, oh man, y'all love Nigga, it. My collection, bro. I still can't get over the fact that he started off the album like that. Yo, bro. He had to do that to her. Yep. Wow, and he, yo, bro, something wrong with Future. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah, he it, knows that now. Yeah. Now he knows that. But it just like, now I don't know if he's getting help. But now he recognizes yeah, that yo, I've been through yeah, a lot of trauma in my life, yeah, and I should get this addressed. Yeah, he's sometimes definitely like there's something. Future is a hurt individual because it's yeah. like, and sometimes I feel like we be dragging it. We don't know who he talking about in some of these songs, but some of these songs are just like, like on thing album, uh, Tory album, one of the six billion he put out in the last. <laughs> In the last two years, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tori put out wild music. Um, but the joint he said, How you gonna go from a nigga uh sipping codeine to fuck with a nigga sipping uh creatine? I'm like, Bro, let that pain let go, that go. <laughs> <laughs> let that, let that like creatine that healthier. Yo. <laughs> 
I was like, bro, it's like we we get it. Like you don't like Russ. It's cool, bro. Like nah, that nigga no, that nigga went through a lot of trauma, bro. It's, 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 that nigga used to that nigga used to sell dope at his grandma's house. When, like his grandma upstairs, yeah. trap house downstairs. Yeah, he and That's but, aggressive, bro. It, it is, and his music relays that, but it's not like you could tell like his music really is like it's him. Like Yeah, that shit is real. He talked he talked about it. He was like like and he was scared to tell people he stopped. I'm about to bring that up. I don't know how I feel about that though, because you got you got niggas out here destroying their liver and their digestive tract over this lean shit, but you're not about to tell them to stop. But you but, stopped. But this it's is not even, selfish. This is not even thing. You one of the you was one of the main people to put us on to me. put us on, like one of the first big big like you feel me. Of course, it's been a thing. I'm not saying you created lean, but mm-hmm. as far as a major artist, you one of those first five to be like. You feel me? I'm doing Cody. You have a Cody and Crazy song. One of my favorite songs. Like you, Cody yeah, crazy. like you, Cody you crazy. really like you, you Wayne, you, y'all top of those niggas who was really doing, doing that Cody yeah, shit. Yeah, if if you're gonna be a man to spit it on a track, you gotta be a man to say I ain't doing it no more. And that that just comes with maturity. Yeah, honestly, I'm okay with the stack with you, bro. Future kid. Oh, he's childish. He childish. Oh, he's childish. He's childish. Uh, it, it sucks though. It do. It, really it is what it is. A lot of old grown grown adults. I, I have a question about this HBCU shit though, because I was thinking you said that at Howard there's niggas from all different walks of life, like yeah. all not all different parts of the country, I should say, right? Do you think that HBCUs is still necessary in this day in this day and age because it brings so many different people, black people from across the country together? Yeah, it is, and it's. All right, let me tell you my thing with HBCUs mm-hmm. because like I'm always gonna say this, like I come from Section Eight. Growing up, you feel me? Like, mm-hmm. we come from, I'm not gonna say the trenches, but we ain't come from nothing like, you feel me? Free lunch. We ain't came from nothing too nice. Mm-hmm. And especially being from here, from, you know, Queens, you sort of think like everyone's sort of in your same little, like, this is what black people across the world is. That's like, facts. You, you got a few people who are doing a little bit better, but you go to Howard, bro, and the girl next to you, like, her pops own like half of Verizon. You're like, right. what? Yeah, and she got a G wagon, and I was in class with Common's daughter, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck is going on here? I'm like, wait, y'all got y'all affluent? Y'all black people really got money like that? And it's just like, it's it's so important mm-hmm. because to be it, able to see those examples in your life and understand that it's too. You got people worse than me who mm-hmm. can't. If they don't keep their scholarship, they really not going to be here. You got me sort of in the middle. And you got people. Who Gucci. Who, who never Gucci. even thought about having yeah, to see who, a financial who aid. Gucci. The who, niggas don't even need the refund check. Yeah, I got friends who worse than me. I got friends who parents is paying this off in full every single. Every single semester. Here. Here. I got, like, you feel me? It, it, it's all so different. I think it's very important, though. And especially graduation. My family told me. Cause, told Because I'm the first one to graduate from HBCU in my mm-hmm. family. So just seeing, they ain't never seen that all these black people together graduate flourishing in the same yeah, spot. Yeah, they, like they, it's that's unimaginable to watch. Cause, cause my my thing with the HBCU, my argument has always been like, yo, I understand the HBCU talk, but in 2019, you gotta understand that the world ain't black. So we should go to PWI. But now I'm kind of turning around. I'm like, yo, I see why they're still important. I think because it brings us together. But it it do. And the thing about it is that. It never, like, I think there's a common misconception that it teaches us to live in a world where there's just black people. Like, that's what that's what it looks like from the outside looking in. Like, oh, you just want to be around black people. It's mm-hmm. like, no, nah, it's like, there's just curriculum that it's just it's tailored. Towards black yeah, people, it's right? tailored towards us. And at the end of the day, this is the stuff I want to know. So, mm-hmm. like, 
in PR, I'm learning just marketing, not only for in the whole world, but just stuff, how it affects my people, how it affects the way I got to think about marketing, how the way I got to, if I have a white boss or whatnot, mm-hmm. and my white boss is ignorant to, to these things, to something that they might say, some comments of, if Papa John's had a PR person that was black, he might not just... Like you feel me? He might just nah, be out Pop, here. Papa John's was gonna wild out. Yeah, he was. But <laughs> he, he, he might he might have been a little bit. You feel me? Like it just it comes to a point where I I get both sides for real, and I understand both sides. And I put into situations. I had an internship with the chamber. Mm-hmm. Chamber is the most Republican, white man dominated stronghold for politics in the. I'll say the world, but let me say United States right. for real. This is straight old white men who. Or Republicans in that place. All they know is racism. All they Yo, know is hey, and I'm in there getting job offers. Like it's just like. So wait, what did that? What did that experience do? Well, how did that experience change the perceptive perception on like race relations in the country? If you're the only, if you're a young black man, right, coming straight from the HBCU in the area, and you're working in this in this place, in this area that's predominantly white and racist, and you're still getting job offers, did that change the way you were seeing um how we looked at it all? Yeah, it really told me that like for real, it don't. Yes, it does matter who, how you look, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, like, if they see a black person, they see a black person. Right. But I'll change my perception. Yeah, I'll change the perception you have of me by the way I speak, by the way I carry myself. So it's me and my man Tyler. Tyler's a Harvard, mm-hmm. both, both black, Harvard um, graduate now. So we're in there. Congrats to him. Yeah, congrats to my boy. Um, we're in there, and it's just like, you got the top ivy the top hbcu mm-hmm. both black and we speaking to people from salesforce in san francisco people from aristocrat in las vegas people in the chamber the president of the chamber just like as if he's a regular person a regular person not saying yo not saying my nigga not saying like actually articulating ourselves and making a lot more sense mm-hmm. and taking risks and chances that other people aren't like mm-hmm. as at this point, we're still college students. We're going into our senior year, so it's just like at that point, it's really about the how you were raised, the, the college experience you had, who you are as an individual. Mm-hmm. It's just like why would I not want to hire this man if he could speak so affluently and express his ideas to me and to my peers and my counterparts? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't give a damn. Like and I, I, I can look past the fact that yeah, I might hate. The yeah, fact that exactly, black, right? exactly. So that's sort of what it is, and and then I never got. Shown any type of like, like anything, and you gotta remember. I also, cause like at the end of, I, I have a sleeve, so like mm-hmm. regardless, like I'm not even like Tyler's not tatted, uh, nothing like that. So mm-hmm. like he could wear certain stuff. At the end of my internship, it was hot as hell. We're in Vegas. Vegas get one fourteen. Oh like, yeah, this internship was in Vegas. No, and we took two trips. Oh, I see what you say. Okay, we took two trips to San Francisco. One fourteen. What? One fourteen. But one fourteen is like rag. Like telling you, like. At one point, I think one day it got to 96 and I see niggas in coats. I said, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, they're like, it's a little chilly today. I'm like, bro. Chilly, nigga? Yeah, I'm like, in Vegas. summer, bro. I hate anything over 80. Vegas, it was a cool 110 to 114 every day we was there. Bro, that's so deep. So you look at me like. Vegas is a desert, though. Yo, I'm like this, bro. Sleeve or not, y'all, come, I'm coming to Polo because at this point, <laughs> at this point I'm into shit dumb. Y'all yeah. niggas know, y'all know my body. Yeah, exactly. All that, so all I'm coming that. to Polo. I'm in the meeting with execs, all that with a sleeve. Just I'm just like still being able to articulate, still being yeah, able to and they just it's still 
asking questions, still getting job offers right there on the spot mm-hmm. at happy hour. Like after the meetings, oh come, let's go to happy hour. Cool, I'm 21. Let's go. We out talking to exact like the bosses, the boss, the CEOs sitting there talking. I'm just like, I was put in the atmosphere with Howard where you got to talk to everyone, mm-hmm. everyone. And that's the thing about having affluent black people is like, there's someone who don't care about that, like who doesn't, who doesn't even think of themselves as any less because all their friends is white and they got the same they got stuff. The same amount of money. Yeah. Yo, that's why I always feel like in this country, it's not so much a race issue as it is a um oh. a, a socioeconomic thing. Yeah, definitely. Like, it, I feel like niggas split us up more so by how much money you make more so than the race you are. Yeah. At the end of the day, bro, if you if you poor, rich niggas is not jacking you. For real. Whether you poor and white, poor and black, course, poor and Asian, poor and whatever, of course, rich being niggas is not white, Like for country clubs and stuff like that, like you still can't get in no matter right. what because like it's sort of your little. This is our bubble that you can't enter no matter how much. No, but money. peep though, we we would do, we end up we would end up doing the same shit. And the reason why I say that is fast forward twenty years, niggas everybody getting money and we pull up on a black country club and niggas like yo y'all Greek? Nah, you not valid. Yeah, bro. So niggas is always gonna find a way bro, to cause separation amongst bro, each other. We all there's always separation, even with the HBCUs. We we be here like this, like <laughs> like I be looking around like. What type, of, what type of shit do niggas be separated about in HBCUs? It be bullshit or be legit regular everyday college shit. Like, yeah, I think this, I think that, so we over here with it. It's a whole lot. Like, it's a whole lot. Like, first, at HBCU, when you see, like, little white people, right, y'all be like, alright, here y'all go. Uh, I heard they forcing more white people to come in HBCUs now, so uh, they, it's not like... They be, it depends. They be trying to get, like, a bunch of... Because just the same way a PWI... We try to want some diversity. HBCU still needs some diversity. You want some type of funding. Um, What else? Oh, for we are Greek, non-Greek. That's always going to be one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, HBCUs go hard over Greek stuff. Uh, Sheesh, just activism. Like this is. I was getting ready to ask you how would like the Black Republicans treated on campus? Yo, son, this. I know the niggas have to be that. Like I know everybody's majority of people is probably liberal. Yo, it's so the other niggas is just like. You know what it is? I feel like there's a low group of them, like, that they, they beat to themselves for real, but people be on the down low Republican. <laughs> like, and you, I'm a poly, down low Republican. I'm a poli side minor. So in some of my classes, you, 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 don't can know, pick through that you don't notice until you start hearing certain arguments. <laughs> <laughs> until you start hearing something, you're just like, no funny shit though. Hold up. I, I think a lot, more, a lot more black people are conservative than they give themselves credit for. And I think that's because. Anytime you hear the word conservative or Republican, you associate it with a certain look. Yeah. And it's not us. So niggas is not gonna realize, oh shit, I'm actually O D Republican. But at the chamber, a lot of my um The Chamber helped me realize that. There's the amount of bipartisan bills that they try to pass is like, bro, you really not as far to the left or right as, as you, you think. as you think. Like or as you want to believe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like Barack got everyone's mind messed up for the last eight years that y'all was super duper Republican. Barack is conservative as shit. Yeah, I'm just like, bro, y'all just think because he's a black Democrat. Like, nah, dude. That nigga's conservative as shit, bro. Nigga's a family man. Yeah, (laughs) All this liberal, I'm like, bro, y'all need to, like, come over a little bit, like, and start (laughs) understanding that y'all not, and even Republicans, y'all not as far over there as As y'all realize. Exactly. That's a fact. And I sat there and had that talk with, like, Middle-aged white woman. Like, I'm about to say uh, that's 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 the key. Like, yeah. If you had that conversation with somebody that that looks completely different than you, she was saying you she was saying the same thing. She was just like, my like, and we'll sit here. It is funny because like, 
So we all, it's a Howard, it was a Howard intern. It was the first, uh, like we did, a, we have a program now. We connected with the chamber, Howard and the chamber partnered. Mm-hmm. We take people from HBCUs, come together, and y'all intern for the summer with the chamber, hopefully get a job. Right. That's, that's the way it goes. So we're the first group of people to do it. It's the first eight of us, uh, seven of us from Howard, my man Tyler from Harvard. Mm-hmm. All black. So we here, and we're having these lunches. We're scheduling lunches with everyone from the chamber. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, and then after, we'll go back to, like, our offices and be like, so you think she was a Republican? Like, <laughs> like, like, based on the conversation. So but they'll never say their affiliation. Right. right? They'll just talk. Yeah, they'll just talk. So, listen, then, I had a conversation with a lady. She was just like, nah, like, my thing is everyone sort of feels like they're so one thing or nothing, and they'll never realize how much... How, every- how much similarities yeah, we have yeah, as people. Exactly. And it's just like, we all sort of want the common thing, but y'all be so focused on your... On your tribe and not shaking it. Because you got to think about it. You may want, deep down in your heart, you may know something's wrong or you may feel like, yo, I should be doing something else. But then you also got to factor in like, yo, damn, how's my family going to see me? How's my friends going to see me? Is niggas going to accept me? As much as niggas don't want to admit that, that's really, that's what goes to your mind. She said the lady she said, like, um, I don't know, she never said her affiliation. Mm -hmm. But the son went around school saying, I'm or whatever they are. Right. They were just like, huh? Like, looking at him like he was (laughs) walk. Like, <laughs> so like, like nigga, shut your dumb yeah, ass up. And, was, and the mom is like, oh my goodness. Nah, I gotta deal with yeah, this. Yeah, I gotta deal with this because everyone knows, like, I work for the chamber. So, what you what you mean? You were. I felt like he said he's a Democrat, but she was really a Republican. I don't really know what it was, but it was. No funny shit. I'm starting to realize too. I, I don't know if. I don't think I've ever said this on the pod, but I realized that um some of our favorite athletes are dead ass conservative. Some of my favorite, like. Kobe Bryant is a Republican. Oh yeah, Oti. Oh yeah, I forgot about Kobe. Kobe yeah. is a Republican. Uh, if Kobe. you ask me, both Steph and LeBron are both conservative. You can you can call it what you want, yeah. but those are two conservative niggas. Just yeah. just in some of their practices. For example, I understand LeBron said some. First of all, LeBron like spending money. Bro, red flag number one. You're a conservative. Like, that's, I'm not. I'm not knocking for that. But he don't. But he just don't. So off rip. You're not about to tell me you don't like spending money and you're OD frugal yeah. and then be like, oh yeah, I'm some liberal nigga. Yeah. He can, you can. The thing is, like, you can be fiscally conservative and socially liberal. Like that's possible. But yeah. a lot of our favorite. Like, and I think I said Steph already. Yeah, Steph. Yeah. I think Steph is 100 conservative. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And my thing too. A lot of black people. A lot of not a lot of niggas who grew up in church their whole lives, and and followed the book their whole lives and and. Went to Pathfinders and he was in church every Saturday and Pathfinders every Sunday. Always followed things and then you want to talk this other talk. Like, nigga, you conservative as shit. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. That, that's like you. You just finished telling me that you not that you want to get married at this young age. And you want to do things this according to the book like that. And now you about to come talk the other thing because you don't see it being broadcasted. As, nigga, come on, son, be real with yourself. That, that's how it be though. That's that's legitimately how it be because it's all about appearances and that's why. Nigga, that's why voting is in private. <laughs> that's why voting. Just for, just, that's for reasons, just for reasons like this. Because if you in the towns where they Yo. and, your, and and your whole hood could know that you voted for <laughs> someone, like yeah, that's a fact. You be sick. Like the whole town's gonna try to like, yo, what you voted for that man? Like Bro, that's how it be. The whole town don't even realize why you did that. The whole town don't even realize why they did it. But nonetheless, it was because you did something different, and niggas is willing to exactly. That's to, to look, they, look on. First of all, people not even really need to be educated enough to vote. In my opinion, they like they just be voting because it's like, oh, everybody's well, doing this, so well, let me do that. Oh, huh? he seems good. He's black. I, I'm gonna vote for him. Like that's how it be. It's dumb as hell. Like do some research, and you, you might realize. None of these candidates for real even benefit you at all. Like, at all. Some of these candidates really, they about to, one gonna mess up your health care, the other one gonna mess up your taxes. So now it's 
Which one you so going to At the end to? of the day, once the candidates get in office, they just do what they got to do to get reelected. Exactly. And if if if, it's, if you're not in their best interest to get reelected, then it's quiet for you. It's over. It's up. Let's end off with some, with some NBA playoff talk, though. Um, currently, mm-hmm. the Warriors are already in the finals. We know the vibe. They already, fifth straight finals, they're already back. And the Bucks and the Raptors are currently tied at two apiece. Son. Where do you see that series going over the next three games? Oh, man. Oh, baby. All right, so first, uh, What's what's up with Kyrie? I mean Kyrie, uh, Kawhi, <laughs> Kawhi. Um, injury he had. He had a little like a little tweak. So you want to see how healthy he is coming in to the next game? This is facts. I forgot about that. Yeah, already. yeah. He had a little. It wasn't nothing major because he kept playing. But what are the side effects going into that? And that's after you after you have a, a night off. Yeah, a night play. off in time. To, that's so that that's the factor right there. Now the role players keep it up and keep playing. There ain't no way. Um, the um, Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks wins. That's the thing, though, because well, I see I, I had Milwaukee winning the series, but last night the Milwaukee's on bench just went MIA. Went MIA. And if the niggas continue to go MIA, it's quiet. But I'm not gonna lie, they found a way to stop Greek. Like Greek. that wall, yeah, that wall. But you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they found a way to stop Greek or they found a way to take everybody else out the game. True, true. Type of shit. Like they true. found a way to stop him from facilitating. True. But now, nah, cause the game before that game three, he was oh he was told, yeah he only had twelve points yes twenty three boards though but he only had 12 yes twenty three <laughs> boards and every time he missed the ball he got a rebound and missed the shot again that, that's sort of how he, he got all the th- balls I think I think Giannis might be in his head right now I seen Giannis miss free throws really badly a lot of them last game so I don't bro know. last night he airballed a good he airballed yeah. one and then he just was missing crazy he missing crazy and short that, short in short. the fourth quarter there was a point where the camera panned over to him on the bench and he was just like spaced yeah. out like, I, don't, I don't know where he at right now but he not fully here with us oh man and then last and then right the press in the post conference in the, in the um, post game conference for um in the um not post conference press conference for game three niggas asked him if he if he worried or some shit or if he feel the way that he lost and he was OD deflecting I don't care what nobody yeah, say he, he, that nigga he, was deflecting like, oh yeah. you, all I went through you think I'm gonna be worried about that and nigga, yeah, that means you worried yeah, he he worried because they they took command of the first two games right and then they just beat to him you have to also remember they have they've been in every series comfortably up until that up until this series they were. They had lost one game. That's facts. So now it's a, they were never even, only time they was tied was at 1-1. And then they never looked back from there. So now it's a comeback on the point where you swept one team, beat Boston comfortably, like comfortably, mm-hmm. to come back to this situation where. Yeah, they now, smoke Boston something stupid. They, their mindset, a lot of these young players is like, whoa, 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 whoa. We not, we we not up 3-1? The series not <laughs> over? Like, the series not over? What yeah, happened? Yeah, what's up? We still, we 2-2 going back. And now it's just home court. So yeah, nigga, just, after, they, after they comfortably beat them in the first two games, or after they beat them, I don't think, I wouldn't even say comfortable. After they beat them in the first two games, I think a lot of the young players probably had in their mind for Giannis to keep doing what he was doing. They didn't expect Giannis to get stopped the way he did yeah, the third, in Toronto. What it was, though, is that third game. So you they say whoever, like, the first team to win that um the the road that that's when the series starts like when the road team wins right for me it's the first team to pull out a close victory so remember last year in the finals where LeBron when Jr Smith did that dumb shit right, right. that close game that changed the whole. The whole energy, energy of the series. Energy of the series because a close a close win is a mental win. It's a mental win. 
and a win that takes you from you could have been 3-0 and in the driver's seat to now you 2-1 on the road still. Nervous. Nervous, and you gave that team hope. You gave that, that and, team. And on top of the fact that now they role players is at home. And eating it up. Yo, nigga, Van Fleet hitting threes. Van Fleet went like four for four from three. <laughs> Van Fleet. I saw Fred. Son, I'm Getting daps from Drake and all bro, that. <laughs> bro, once you start lying, yo, Van Fleet hit a backboard three. <laughs> everything on the rim. He said, do and went in. I said, oh, nah, oh, it's over. Baby. It's, I was like, it's over. Like, at that point, Giannis is getting stopped. Y'all giving the ball to Chris Middleton. Hopefully, he could. Chris Middleton, y'all go to? All right, good night. The reason why I'm not too worried about the Bucks though, is because this is year one of this. And Giannis is 23, right? Yeah. 23. Yo, Giannis is on. Yeah, yeah. I be forgetting these niggas are young as shit. Giannis is 23, which means that Giannis is nowhere near his ceiling. So, it's, not, it's great that he's doing it, that this is happening to him now. So he'll figure out and be able to maneuver going forward. But the reason I'm not worried about Milwaukee is because these niggas are fairly young and they have to go through the motions of losing or or, or yeah. getting close but no cigar type shit in the conference finals for them to really get to the finals in the, in the coming years and appreciate that. Because think about it. Imagine if they just swept or ran through the Raptors and got to the finals. It would have been much harder for them to get back going forward because now them niggas in their mind, they're like, yo, it's supposed to be an easy ride. Yeah, so it's yeah. best for them niggas to go through all this turmoil. No, no, that's what I'm saying. If they make it through this turmoil, like this right here, They'll be they'll last five, six games versus they'll, the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. If they, if they make it through this turmoil, I think they'll they'll get like one or two from the Warriors. Not they, or one or two. They, yeah. they uh you know the only thing um I don't want to guarantee two, so I'm saying one or two. I, the the problem with it is that y- y'all <laughs> niggas really Portland really gave them nine days to ten, rest. To rest. And that's all they needed. That's all they needed. That's all they needed was rest. That that's that's why Golden State swept them though because Golden State was on shit like yo bro, the finals is next week right? If we can sweep these niggas and rest for the next two weeks, that's ideal compared to us even going to five games. If you go to five games, that's that you taking away three days of rest yeah, from us. Exactly. You go ahead. Give me give me give me nine days to get my center who's been out. <laughs> give him some. And then KD, let's KD, let's see what KD talking. So it's not like bro, yeah, but niggas are jacking KD man. I'll come back in the finals. I can't see that. I can't see that. <laughs> I can't see that. If Imagine K- KD doesn't come back and the Warriors win. That's the worst thing that could possibly happen for KD. Because if that happens, now niggas is putting an asterisk on his entire Golden State career. Not even just the for not even just this year. Niggas is gonna put an asterisk on his but entire that, career. That's the thing. I don't know why why we would do that if. They was champions before, like not taking people the recency bias. People are dumb too. You gotta remember that. Yeah, like niggas I, only looking at it for right now. Like yo, you guys won without KD. Yeah, yeah you were champions since two years ago, but y'all won without KD. They were seventy three and nine without KD too. Like everybody get, forgot that already. Though. But I'm trying to say, like their team was amazing without KD. And I had this conversation with one of my group chats because my man is even trying to say. Hey, like Curry shot, don't put no fear in my heart. No <laughs> He's more. drunk. I mean, he, drunk. He, 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 <laughs> he, he's drunk. Yeah, I'm gonna keep Curry, a stack with him. Curry not like that no more. I'm like, and this is like, like the first two games in the uh, Houston series. You know, when he had a few, like he wasn't. I'm like, bro, Curry is actually one of those players who understands that KD is the best player in the league. Curry is the best point guard in the league. KD's better than Curry. I'm not even gonna like sit here in front. Mm-hmm. If I'm K, if I'm Curry. I'm not trying to do the same thing I'm trying to do with KD on the floor as I am without him because right. that makes no sense. Then that means somewhere our game plan is going to falter. Right. And sometimes, clearly, Stephen Curry, though, 
is a better number one option than a number two option. Right, of course. Like, that, that only makes sense. So now if he's a number two option and his shot's not falling... Sometimes his shot might not fall. And then if you're a number two option, you're not going to get the same looks as a number one. Because at the end of the day, I'm used to having a ball in my hands the majority of the time. So having to take that step back is going to be a little bit yeah, of a adjustment. Yeah, but it's not like, I'm like, all right, Curry's not doing what the Curry we remember. Like, KD go out. KD goes out. Curry bro, went right back to 2015, yo, Curry. <laughs> bro, Curry has scored the least, I think it's like 34 points since. That's the least amount of points. He averaged. He's averaging 36 for the series? There, it was 36.5, like 7 and 8, bro. Like seven, uh, What's the shooting numbers for the series, you know? What nah. It, the, I got to check that. The, those numbers was crazy, though. I got to see that. He had, he had great. Bro, that whole series. That whole series, I was watching. That Portland series was, was retarded. Yo, bro. That game three, what Dave had like eight, he had 12 minutes to go in the fourth. I said, yo, pack Dame up. <laughs> <laughs> pack Dame up. Pack Dame up. Because Dame was old. You know, I wish they just gave me like the, the overall for the um for the series, series type yeah, shit. They, I know he was averaging 36 a game for the series. Yeah, it was 36.5. I don't know what his shooting numbers was. I literally just saw this like two days ago. I was looking at it because I was arguing with people like, I was like, I'm pretty sure. Was, I'm pretty sure he was he was somewhere around. I'm gonna check. I saw that shit earlier on my phone. I'm pretty sure he was somewhere around the 40, 50, 90 club though for the shoot. If that's that, then that's <laughs> if that's that, just free throw percentage was four was ninety four. This I see. This is not giving me everything one time. I gotta go piece it through. Well, for the for the for the playoffs, he's shooting forty five, thirty nine, and ninety. So you, that that and if he's averaging thirty six a game for the last couple of games, that that automatically tells you that. Regardless. Oh, you know what I could do to make this easier? As a matter of fact. Regardless, he was. You feel me? He was wilding. He was wilding, and my thing is, why take? It's not taking nothing away from KD. Like, KD's a great player, and mm-hmm. with that team, their team is. It's a different type of team with KD. And without KD, it's a different type of team. It's like they still amazing. They still both damn near unbeatable teams. Like right, they're still fun to watch, but they exactly. just play a little they, bit differently. It's a different team. The people getting a bucket, like I'm gonna give KD the ball to go get a bucket in the fourth in the crunch time. If KD's on the floor. I'm gonna give Curry the ball to, like that's just how that's how that's just how they operate. No funny shit. I, I don't understand the thing. I mean, Katie's out of here regardless, though. Ring or not. Oh, yeah, Katie's gone. Katie's gone. Where where he's going, I don't know. But I going. want to say... I might have been a Knicks fan, but... I, Yo, everybody wants to say Knicks, but I'm not, I, I'm not, I, I'm I not don't worried want, a lot of myself. I, I, I wouldn't even say that. I don't want to jinx. <laughs> I, That's I, just how... I'm just I not want, prepared I want to y'all to get... I want y'all to get Katie. I want... Forget y'all, like... I'm from New York. <laughs> like, so I want to see KD in the... Yo, you want the Garden to be lit again. Right. Like, that's what everyone wants. Like, you want the Garden to be lit. The Garden, don't get me wrong, the Garden going to be lit regardless. Yeah, but Because you, niggas is going to find reasons to be there. All right, but, but like, so me living in D.C., I seen the Capitals win, uh, like, their little hockey joint. Mm-hmm. And I seen how the city reacted. So I'm just like, bro, if, if, that, we, if that was in New York, it'd be stupid. Bro, just imagine, forget the finals. Imagine the Eastern Conference Finals and... In the garden. In the garden, bro? No, bro, imagine a playoff game in the garden. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but then imagine a finals game in the garden. Bro, forget about it. You know what's the crazy part that nobody ever speaks about? First of all, I, first of all, I'm not really sure I even want Kyrie on my team. I'd rather have Kemba. I said this yesterday on the pod. But, damn. 
Yo, Kyrie's a diva, bro. He's gonna bring a lot of diva antics to us to, to the city. Yeah, and it's just Kemba? like because Kemba, Kemba's a nigga that doesn't have the ego that Kyrie has, and he'll be he'll be more comfortable playing alongside KD and having to take the back seat than Kyrie will. And I can guarantee that. But like uh, like I was saying, I think that um, damn, what was I saying? Kemba, Kyrie, KD come to New York, and me not lying about KD coming to New York because I want to see that shit happen. What the fuck was I saying? I just forgot. They say Kemba. That's spicy. Kemba, RJ, and KD. I don't know. The thing with um, yo, the thought really left my mind. I was talking about KD. I forgot I was gonna say it. I'm tight. They say Kemba, KD, and but I definitely do rather have Kemba, KD, and Kemba, KD, and RJ because yeah, we couldn't get Zion. So, man, I I wasn't even really mad about Zion for y'all. I'm mad about Ja. Yeah, I should have got Ja. If we, if uh, now I'm not Memphis, I'm gonna watch a couple of Memphis games. I actually want to see how him and J- J- uh, him and uh, Jaron Jackson mesh together. They about to low low key Jaron Jackson and, and Ja Morant is a good is a good fit. Son, the only thing I'm mad about, the only thing I'm mad about for the NBA for for life, is that they gave New Orleans that damn pick. Yo, uh, funny, I heard I heard the counter argument to that, and it was basically, yo, if I'm the NBA, I want a potential superstar to go to a smaller market so we could figure out how to bring that smaller market's value up instead of you going to New York. I'm hearing that, but nah. Okay. If I'm, <laughs> I'm Zion, hearing that, but not. If I'm Zion, I probably just lost a hundred million dollars. Oh, for what? Now watch a Nike deal, bro. Niggas is no. Don't get it fucked up and twisted. Niggas is still no. gonna throw Zion that bad. Yes, they are. They are. But let's let's remember that New York, the New York Knicks, made Jeremy Lin have the highest <laughs> sell. Jeremy Lin had the highest selling jersey. That the market is. And now you're not. It's not like you're going to like the Lakers are one of the second best markets. You're going to literally the, the, the worst, worst market. The worst market. <laughs> the worst. You went from the best to the worst the market. They literally have one newspaper covering the team, which is crazy to me. They have the worst market in the from the best to the worst. Now, mind you, the Knicks haven't even been in the playoffs in how long? Don't even matter though. And, and 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 they're the, the best market. Most New York is always going to be the best. Exactly. Market. So imagine what they would have done for Zion to right. go to the worst market. Like if I'm Nike, I'm going. Like, I'm here like this. All right, cool. I'm going to throw Zion a different bag now. We had the 300 mil bag here. Hit him. It's two. It's two. You can say it's two. Hold that. Yeah, hold that. And you can't. Your market is trick. Yo, didn't it? Am I bugging or didn't it? Wasn't they owned by the. Yeah, they, they still might be partially owned by the league. Yeah. I'm not jacking. They fully. I think they still might be owned by the league. Remember, part of it. I remember like the conspiracy was like, that's why the. um They vetoed the Chris Paul Chris Lakers Paul trade. trade. Yeah. yeah that shit was crazy. But that, but what if you lose Chris Paul and run to the Lakers? Now, if you lose Chris Paul at that point, they should have just sent the team back. To, they should have sent the team to Seattle. And called it. I still think they should send the, the send, send the Pelicans to Seattle because them niggas don't care about that team, bro. Bro, that team. Like they, that team is that team is run by the Saints, but the Saints get priority. <laughs> Son, bro, they had the they have one of the best players in the league on their team. You watch the Pelicans games, you could count the amount of people in the arena. Yeah, bro. no, the, the market is. It's, that's what I'm saying. I feel bad. For bro, Zion. Smoothie King brought the rights to the arena name, bro. Think about that for a second. Yo, the Smoothie, the Smoothie King, King arena, bro. Yo, Who was going to that? Yo, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Just you gotta say something else. Like that's the SK, the SKA. Like that's the, the SK. You gotta say something. Else. You can't say that's the SKA. Yo, like bro, that's really Smoothie King. Like imagine Phillips Arena, <laughs> Madison Square Garden, Smoothie King Arena. Yeah, get me out of yeah, here. Yeah, get me out of here. That's what Zion. Bro, is, even bro. Talking Stick. Nah, Talking Stick is just as bad if you ask me. What, what but then again, Tokyo is that's that's the Phoenix shit. That's a big resort. I think that's a resort either in Vegas or okay, Phoenix. First of all, first of all, 
if I'm Phoenix, I'm the maddest. <laughs> they did. I, w- I wanted Phoenix to get a top two pick. I wanted them to get the second pick so they could get Ja. But Phoenix is about to be dirt again. No, bro. bro Devin Booker is just bro, putting up empty numbers bro, bro, for another bro, season. Bro, imagine doing all this tanking <laughs> to be the seventh pick in the draft. What what, what pick uh, Bulls got? They got like the sixth or something like that. Son. But here, here's the argument. Now, the, the crazy part about it is now it makes the NBA season a little more exciting. Now niggas know that, yo, I could tank my life away and still not get it. I'm just going to play ball. Now, that anti... He did what he's supposed to do. That anti tanking. That low key. Now, like, yeah. after the draft lottery, now he's like, ah, it worked. It worked. You it got did. us. You did. You got it's, us. It's just like this. But I just feel like the Knicks should have gotten that, that number one pick. But Bro, and then the Lakers. The Lakers did all that. The Lakers and, slunk it to the fourth four seed, bro. Like, that felt like it was rigged to me. I'm not going to hold you. That feels I'm not going to lie, bro. I was in the draft and I was just like, yo, let the Lakers get the first pick. Just let them get the first pick just, just to see how crazy the league goes. Bro, that shit like, felt rigged to me, bro. It, when, yo, son, when I started watching. I'm like, hold up. I saw Phoenix. I said, oh. I saw Bulls. I said, ain't no way. I said, they ain't cool. I'm like, uh, they didn't say the Knicks. I'm like, all right, bet. The Lakers got the number one pick, bro. Niggas would ride it. Yeah. If the Lakers had the number one pick, my man LeBron would be lit right exactly. now. <laughs> He'd have been lit. You'd, you'd have known that right, LeBron definitely sent the, sent the, sent the little yeah, kite to the yeah, league yeah, office. Yeah, he was like, all right, listen, listen, y'all. Listen, I'm about to go back next year and take yeah, note and bring yeah, no free agents with yeah, me. So yeah, set something on. up. But the thing is, I don't know what New Orleans is about to do. If I'm New Orleans, I'm keeping AD though. I'm not trading him to a trade deadline. Cause I, if I'm New Orleans, bro, I gotta at least see how you and Zion play, bro. I'm, I'm not about to get. I'm not about to let that go, bro. If I'm New Orleans, I'm, I gotta I'm, see how y'all play New together. Orleans, I need to trade Zion. I mean, trade AD immediately. For who though? To where? All right. Well, they fucked themselves with the LA trade. They would never train with LA though. I don't think they would ever want to train with LA. I think the whole point of them exposing LA, a uh, whole point of them doing the shit last year in the um during the trade deadline was to expose LA. I don't think they ever want to trade with them niggas. Makes sense, but at this point, where is he going? Nowhere. That's why I'm see if I'm the Warriors, bro. If I'm the Warriors, I'm not. I'm not picking up any trade. So calls. why why not? The thing is, I'm trading him because you about to get nothing for this man, bro. That's why I said wait until the trade deadline. At least see how they play together. Because I look at it like this. At least see how they play together. And what's next to you? You know, they actually mesh well together. And the AD, like, yo. No. It's Zion. No. no, no <laughs> it's no, Zion, nigga. Not no, bad. It's all no, the hurt I needed. No. No. Bro, your third best player is Drew Holiday. It's you, Zion, and Drew Holiday. That's calm. You in the no, West, yeah, but it's a- calm, though. AD, does, AD wants nothing to do with <laughs> nothing, bro. He don't even want to wear a jersey anymore. He's praying every single day to get traded. That, on AD's behalf, that might have been the worst thing that happened to them, get, getting Zion. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's, it's over. Now it's just, all right, we're going to let y'all ride out until the wheels fall off. And then. Bro, if I'm, if I'm New Orleans, I'm keeping AD, though. I'm waiting, bro. I'm, I'm letting them play together, and I'm not, seeing. I'm, not, and then I got to see not, how y'all play together. He's not. I promise you. Let me tell you why. Because it's, it's, one, it's one thing to be like, yo, he don't want it. But it's another thing to have more court realizing, like, yo, I'm playing with Zion. This nigga is really as good as yo, they say AD he is. AD is going to be here like this. Every time Zion start wilding. Alright, this little nigga gonna take my spot. Right, I'm out. Like I'm out. <laughs> right, yo, look, y'all valid. Look, y'all got yeah, him. He wants. Son. He wants to go to L. A. He wants to go to L. A. And I, I'm gonna tell you right now, a 36 year old LeBron and however old AD is <laughs> puts no fear in my heart. <laughs> 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 niggas, I'm in the, yo, niggas I, forget LeBron. They're about to be 35, 36, yo, 37 real soon. Yeah, like 
Go, LeBron, go ahead. Please, please, go I've ahead. Heard, I, I even heard that, yo, New York going to flip the number three pick and Kevin Knox for eight. I'm like, yo, bro, does that mean, does that, what? The number three pick and Kevin Knox? Well, first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, for whom? For AD? Pack, pack it up. Y'all need that pick. Y'all need that. Cause first of all, I don't know. Knox is real shaky baby this year. He was, really, he was he, I don't know. It's a, I don't know. It's a, oh. And you're just funny talking about, yo, you know what? We don't have a lot of pressure on us this season. Knox might actually ball out, and that's not what happened. So yeah. hopefully hopefully he's shooting jumpers up in Westchester as we speak. But Hopefully. And, son, you know who might be scary this year? And if he is, it's over for the league low-key. Or it's going to make the league better. If Michael Porter... If he is nice, nah, that's facts though. I might be going for it. Yo, he hasn't played ball. We don't know. We just don't know what Michael we don't. Know. And it's crazy because Denver doesn't need him. They, but they could use it. <laughs> they don't need him, but a, a wing, another yeah. You can't go wrong with another wing in this um, climate. Another wing, and depending on how good he is, all Michael Porter has to do next year is come back and be able to show us that he could defend. He can knock down open jumpers. He can get to the line, and Denver's okay. More than okay for real because the thing the thing with Denver what I saw is in them late game situations they don't have a go to they guy. don't like that. Jamal Murray be iffy in them little Jam- in late game situations Jamal Murray real he's a hit or miss yeah very hit or miss not giving the ball to that man Gary Harris uh, <laughs> and Jokic he just it, <laughs> Jokic just is there facilitator but yeah. he's not about to score in the late yeah, game situation yeah, 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 yeah. like he's Jokic is trying to figure out who to get the ball to ball in late game situation exactly. but he and. Jokic's nice as hell. Don't yeah, that's not a knock on Jokic. That's yeah. just that's just how you play. Yeah. Jokic. That's not that's just how you play. Um, it, it is not Jokic for backs down and gets a no. That's not what's about to happen. If Michael, if he could be that for them or take some an option for that, yeah, it's lit for him. Nah, I I agree. We're gonna have to see what, what they do with um or what he does. And we we don't even well. I heard he's actually playing five on five already. Yeah, nah. Like, we just not seen any videos. Yeah, I heard like he, that, I heard so. he's hundred percent. I think he might. I, I hope he plays in summer league, then we'll be able to judge. Yeah, yeah, he's playing summer league. Yeah. All right, so we gonna see. We gonna see coming this summer. Who, who you think? I, someone posed this question to me. I feel like the answer is easy, but niggas really really had this conversation. Uh, Jason Tatum or Luca? Oh, I'm taking Luca. Niggas, I ain't stupid. I'm taking Luca. That's what I said, and they said. The thing is, I think, I think Jason Tatum's ceiling a lot lower. Yeah, I go for it. <laughs> yeah, yo, I go for it. <laughs> One thing this year showed us is Jason Tatum's ceiling is a little lower than we thought. Yeah, this is a little we, bit lower. Yeah, we were saying like, yeah, Jason t- to the to the end, and we Jason, like, Jason is it, bro. Yeah, Jason got it, and then yeah, this season came around. I'm like, oh, Jason yeah. got to work on his. Boy yeah, I was today. like, whoa, whoa, wait, Ooh, uh, Jason defense is a little sus sometimes. I was like, wait, he can't. Oh, he not just grabbing a bucket. Oh, oh, oh no. bro, it's different now when the, when the league come when the league come back and they know no, your game. No, I was like, you might need to hit that Kobe. Bro, I'm seeing niggas on the again. bench, bro. I'm seeing niggas on the bench. I'm seeing assistant coaches on the bench with iPads drawing shit. Live, yo, live game though, like getting footage from the video coordinator inside to the. Yo, I'm like, yo, nah. The way the, the way niggas is observing niggas games now is different. Like, so imagine level. you, imagine I'm Jason Tatum, right? A whole summer I'm working with Kobe, right? <laughs> I come back and I bust niggas ass for two games and they got it on on their camera and then the third game is over. I do the I do the same move and niggas have it on the iPad and they I go to the huddle, and they go to the huddle like yeah his his step back spin it works yeah, 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 yeah just right there yeah, I, 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 so just step back on it like when he do the step back you know leave you be like you hear like this. Oh no, nah, niggas sick. is making adjustments on the fly, bro. Oh, exactly. Niggas is peeping new shit on the fly from the bench. I'm just like yo. Technology really changing. Technology changing everything. 
Who you got for MVP, defensive player, all that, all those? Right, we, we can end on this. For, uh, yeah. do, do, do. MVP, I got Giannis. Defensive player of the year this year. I low key want to. I, I want to switch it up because they always they always throw it to a big. I want to give it to Paul George this year. I don't know that. I want to give it to Paul George this that's year. That's that back three Dave hit might have just hurt his calls. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy about that three? That was dead good defense. It was okay defense. Was, nah, when I yo bro, his hand was literally at Dame shooting. Hand. Dame just Dame just had better O in that situation. Rookie of the year, I'm giving it to of course Luca. Uh, six man of the year. Who's six man of the year? I had somebody in my mind. I forgot. We not Jackie Lou. Again? I was about to say, do I want to do it to Lou again? I was really about to say, do I want to do it to Lou again? Because ain't nobody else is really making noise coming off the bench. And then I'm um for most improved player Pascal Siakam. Son, I'm so mad that Pascal started wilding like this. Coach of the year, I'm, I'm, I have a, I have a coach of the year. My argument is Doc Rivers. I ain't go front, only because he brought that bum ass team to the, to nah, the playoffs. It's, it's, it's definitely gonna be. <laughs> Bro, they traded away their best player and still made it to the playoffs in the West. Uh, what's Hobie? What's Denver's coach? Mike Malone. It's Mike Malone or um. Oh, Budenholzer. Yeah. A lot of people jacking them too, but I'm jacking Doc Oak because of that. Yeah, you might be in the minority with that. <laughs> nah, yeah. It's, I got the same. John, if they give this joint to. They can't, bro. They to can't. James Harden they again, can't. I'm, I'm going to cry. They can't, bro. Giannis. Um, dang. Trey made a, a great. Trey play. made a, a good push at the end, don't get me wrong, but it's, it's just this Luca. Yeah, Luca, all the way. On it. And it's crazy, but th- think about Luca. One last thing on my son Luca, because I feel like I always, I'm always on Luca being wagging at old points in time. Luca is not gonna have a sophomore slump next year. I promise you, he won't. I don't know. I don't. Yes, granted, it's different. Niggas gonna know his game now, but niggas knew his game. They need a. They need a point guard. Who they point guard? Nobody. <laughs> like, not no. <laughs> not nobody. But they don't. It's Jalen Brunson. I think like JJ Barea. I heard they uh, were trying to make a push for Kemba. Okay, like it, Dallas is is making more and more of a case for league pass team of the year next year. I'm definitely gonna be watching a lot of Dallas next yeah, year. Yeah, oh, sheesh. I hope KP need Gucci. I think he's gonna have that. <laughs> you sick? <laughs> <laughs> I hope his I hope his knee is alright. Nah, KP Luca. Shit that blew my KP, bro. Two weeks after, he, not even no, two days after he got traded, bro. I see Twitter videos of him in the lab with Dirk. I'm like, ain't nothing yeah. wrong with this nigga, bro. <laughs> ain't nothing was wrong with this man, like, bro. bro. He said he didn't want to be in New York no more. He was like, fuck that. He was like, I want to win. <laughs> True respect for you. I respect it. Then one last thing, if you, if, if if this is, I'm gonna run this on Monday. So by the time we come back, May 30th. Now by the time we come back, the final still won't have started. By the, nah. time, by the time we come back. Oh, by the time I'm saying, by the time y'all hear this, I should say, the um, the the Warriors already in the finals, and the Bucks Raptors series may be over. Yeah, because they play again tomorrow, and then they play Saturday, so it may be over. It could yeah. be over. Yeah. What do you think is gonna happen? You can't speak too definitively on it though, because by the time they hear this on Monday morning, they're gonna be like, "Oh, this nigga don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. if you could guess, who are the Warriors gonna see in the finals? They gonna see, yeah. They gonna see Toronto. Yo, my gut is telling me they gonna see Milwaukee. I I said Milwaukee. I said Milwaukee. The gut is telling me Giannis is gonna wool them niggas nah, to the finals. I, I said Milwaukee from um from like before <laughs> the playoffs started. Like I was always like it's gonna be Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I think Toronto only because I really feel like 
Like this is this is gonna be uh, Kawhi's little LeBron, like LeBron esque run. Yeah, I took, I took. I won't say scrubs, but yo, this might be the worst thing to happen in Toronto though, because they're gonna. He's leaving. He's regardless. leaving. I don't he's, care. Nobody says he's, he's out, bro. No, no. That's what I'm saying. I think he's going to take them to the finals. Get spanked by the Warriors and realize I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not. That's that's what I think. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm walking, but this advert, we're going to see. Oh, this is scary. Because I'm scared for the, if I'm, uh, uh, what do you call it, the Warriors, I'd rather see Toronto. I don't want to see that long-ass defensive team of. Oh, yeah, if you're the Warriors, you'd rather see Toronto. As a basketball fan, I'd rather see Milwaukee, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, as a basketball I think they just, they just match it better with each other, especially if KD comes back. I want to see that Giannis versus KD. I can lie, if KD don't come back. And they play against Milwaukee. That's scary. It's just the only thing is though, I just don't fully trust Milwaukee's bench on, especially on the road. But if KD doesn't come back, Giannis can will them to two games. Even though this is the same seventy-three and nine team we talking about, it's the same core of Draymond, Clay, and Steph. I still think Giannis could will them to two games if KD doesn't come back. Oh uh, no! I and even if Boogie comes back, we're Boogie not a defensive issue. So Boogie, Boogie damn near not anything. He just a. Uh... A boogie. boogie. He's exactly. a ghost of himself. Exactly. He's not. He Shout out to my son Boogie, though. Nah, all right, Peter, my son Boogie. <laughs> that's, that nigga's name is Demarcus. <laughs> He's not it. Except his name is Demarcus. Yo, let people know where they can find you on Instagram. Let them know where they can find more merch for them, the Players Club, as well, too. If I just find me on Instagram, Chris.x, real simple. And uh, for merch, go to our Instagram page. You're going to see like the links on our uh, websites and all that. Um, TPC ENT, so it's one word TPC and like TPC Entertainment, so just TPC ENT. That's on Instagram. Uh, that's where we be at mostly, and then the websites in our bio, stuff like that. So, Lit, Christian, I definitely appreciate you coming on. This nah, was fun, thank bro. You for having me, Brody. I've wanted to do this for a little minute. Niggas nah, you, don't you, know. you too busy at Howard, yeah, though. You too facts, busy getting facts, at Howard. Yeah, so. facts, nah, but we, but we but, here, though. Right, it's King Belly Podcast. We out. You've been listening to the King Belly Podcast. You can follow the King Belly Pod on Instagram and Facebook. You can subscribe to the King Belly Podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Your support is greatly appreciated.